Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode of my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. Facts, man. Let me tell you, they've been waiting for this one. Yes! <laughs> we about to get out. You know, I'm a little worried because I think we might get a little out of control because the energy is already, there's already some synergy here. Man, let me yeah. tell you, we in here sitting with the hottest attorney online right now. Very excited about this episode. It's been months in the making and our initiates have been asking for this brother for quite some time and we finally made it happen it's the lead attorney hardly initiated collaboration we got here your favorite divorce attorney lead attorney welcome to hardly initiated what's all right that's what's <laughs> up man thank you brother so much for the invite uh extremely happy to be here no one really doing it like y'all i'm super pressed with the production man y'all yeah. are super professional Y'all are blowing up on the views, man. Everybody's talking about y'all, so it's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Man, likewise, man. Appreciate feel... the confirmation, man. That, that feels good. I'm feeling nice and strong, <laughs> man. Hey, we're taking over the world. Yeah, yeah man. Like, y'all's production value is way better than mine. Y'all going to be bad by me in a heartbeat. But see, that's why, me. listen, no. Listen, that's why you, listen, for the fact that you on there talking to the people with your iPhone headphones and it's still rocking <laughs> and growing the way, that means you, ha you having some powerful conversation yeah. and big impact on the viewers you know that you're speaking to which is why our initiates are even saying y'all need to bring lead attorney on the show yeah so that's why we're here now and it's a blessing to have you so i'm very excited because y'all seen what we was talking about on there it was look sexual assault divorce prenups is going there today yeah because the world so is stay tapped in man it's just getting kind of crazy it's getting There's crazy. some things going on it's really an expose culture yeah, and yeah. when it comes to those three things, man, and all the businesses out there, so we really want to get some some counsel from you in terms of how we should be looking at these different things, and also what we can learn from these different case studies and things that we're going to be looking at, where we can make sure we stay far, far away from. First it. of all, the look, lead attorney brought the family out, and they yeah. already in the chat showing oh love already. Oh, Listen, man. shout out to VJ for getting this popped off. VJ, you better not let them drop them chats before us. I appreciate you. Big shout, shout out. out to her and shout out to the. Ooh, shout out to TLA. That's the 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 lead attorney nation. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm listen. The feds might have to watch out for them, man. I heard they coming strong. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Randy and shout out to what's his AV on the AVO the no, seventh power. AV to the seventh power. That is my co-host, okay. excellent content creator. Yeah, right. I love Always it. Always supporting me, man. She she's excellent. Shout out to her. Man, Absolutely. Well, listen, it's going to be a great show, y'all. I'm very excited uh, for everybody that's on the live here and that is tuning in today. We got some big announcements for the family today, and we got a special drop happening, so I'm going to let Ryan <laughs> take us into it. Yeah, guys, y'all already know the, the Initiate family is officially over 1,000 members, guys, so let's go ahead and hurry up and get to 2,000 and 5,000 and 10 and beyond, guys. We really need that. Yes. Shout out to all the giveaway winners. I know I'm a little late on this, but... Dear Future Wife by Paul Bashay. We gave out, I think, four or five books. We did. I, I'm sure y'all got the books by now. Please send us a photo because we actually got a special uh, special photo to drop today as yeah. well. This is a thing, too. Oh, my gosh. Harley Initiated is on top. We actually got one of our first official 
sponsorships. Yeah. So shout out to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Big shout out. For sponsoring this episode. And it's the thing. They got something very special for you guys. So stay tuned around that 40, 50 minute mark. We are going to let you guys on a big surprise HelloFresh has for you. Absolutely. And, you know, we also got another surprise. Like, it's a surprise, surprise today. It's full of surprise today. Because we've been telling y'all about the hardly in love dating deck. We've been telling y'all that it's coming. Yeah. We've been telling y'all that it's dropping. And guys, it is finally here. Yes, we have went ahead and pre-ordered 500, call only 500 just for the initiates, all right? We only got 500 in because we want to get people in there. We want people using it. I want people excited. I want your reviews and I want your feedback. And right now, what we are doing is we're putting the link for that uh, those cards in the description. And I even have Ryan drop it over in the chat right now because for this week only, it is a pre-launch. We're pre-launching this joint. All right, so we're going to give you 20% off on the cards for the next seven days. All right, from this live till the next, 20% off. And with that, all right, 20% all you got to do is type in love 20, love 20, get 20% off and you'll be able to get your deck. It's going to take about two to three weeks because you, you know, this is the pre-launch. So it's going to take two to three weeks. Be patient, family. All right, but that's the benefit. We're going to give you 20% off for being patient and for being one of the early adopters. So go ahead and grab that. No more lame dates, lack of depth in your questions, whack conversation. It ain't happening. We got you back with the Harley and Love Dating Deck. So check that out in the chat and yeah. in the description. And let me tell you, guys, ladies, the, the deck is, is proven. It's tried and true. I oh, mean, yeah. oh yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you about my day life. You know, I had, to, I had to cool it a little bit. <laughs> But when I do spend some time with the ladies, I got to make sure I pull out my deck, asking these very in-depth questions. Because I ain't trying to, you know, I, I'm not trying to deal with the, the thotties. Facts. Yeah. We're so not I got to weed them out. We're not doing that. So All these right. dating cards do the trick. Trust me. <laughs> I need to pick up a pack. Man. You already know. <laughs> we got a complimentary pack for oh, you. Don't man. worry about it. It's hard out here in Atlanta, man. <laughs> You got to make sure you ask asking the right questions. Right. You, know, right. you have a penis, okay? <laughs> Matter of fact, special bonus question. We're going to go ahead and add that one in there. Special bonus question, all right? Don't get surprised. Right. I love that. I love that, man. Let's, let's get it, Tom. So, we, yeah, we're going to have a great conversation today. And, and I want to go ahead, and we did this one special because we want to keep the conversations relevant. And I want to start with one of the elephants in the room. I know a lot of y'all have seen it. We all been seeing it. It's been a lot of people that we are now seeing being accused for sexual assault. Yeah. Right. Especially in the world of the celebrities. It's a lot of people currently getting accused. You talk about some of the celebrities that celebrities most popular that we, we've seen. We've seen Diddy. We've seen Cuba Gun Jr. Right. We've seen Jamie yeah. Foxx. Nice. Right, uh, Bill Cosby, Jonah Hill, everybody, like a bunch R of people, Kelly, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah, sexual I mean, assault, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing: I want to have a conversation about that because I really want to know, you know, what this means and some of the legalities around that as well. Like, and because sometimes I hear sexual assault thrown around, sometimes I hear sexual harassment thrown around, and I want to get into that conversation. Now, before I do that, I I know a lot of you guys have not necessarily had a you know the the pleasure to know who exactly lead attorney is so before i go into the conversation i actually want to start by getting to know you a little bit better as well yeah. and why you qualified to be in this conversation 
Because first of all, you've been an attorney for some, you, you, you had some time in the business. Yeah. Talk to me about that. When did you start practicing? Yeah, I've been uh, practicing. I'm retired now. And I retired uh, maybe two or three years ago. But before okay. that, I had practiced for 20 years. And when I started out, I was doing door law, right? Which is you take any case that comes through the door. Anything. Because you need that money, right? <laughs> yeah. So I was doing a lot of criminal stuff, a lot of divorce stuff. I was doing some immigration stuff, uh, civil stuff. And over time, it just became clear to me that my strength was more in the divorce stuff. I was really doing good at it. I was getting a lot of positive results. And, you know, I'm a good listener. And that's that's kind of a requirement when you do the divorce stuff, because people come in and they got these problems. And sometimes they just need someone to talk to, especially when you're talking to the women, because I represented men, but I also represented women. And that compassionate ear goes really far. I have a lot of friends who are attorneys and they practice in other areas of law and they'll say you know i don't know how you do divorce stuff they can't sit through it it requires a lot of patience and a lot of empathy and so um i started doing focusing more on the divorce side and then criminal the criminal stuff i ended up leaving let's say maybe 10 years into my into my profession and then it was just pretty much just straight divorce with a little immigration after that so i've been handling uh divorce work for I guess like the past 20 years um, when I was practicing, but then there was also other areas of law as well, like criminal things like that. So, um, you know, I'm from here, from Atlanta, Georgia, went to the great University of Georgia. Uh, I didn't know you was a bulldog. I'm a double dog because I went there for law school too. Insane. Uh, yeah. wow. So, you know, so you, you, you probably know one of the professors that failed me. <laughs> you know, you know, Dr. Gotta, Do yeah. Dr. B.A., Dr. Ben Alexander. Is that for the undergrad or she's law? just a oh okay I, I thought she was at the law so she's just see that's probably why I failed. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like a legendary professor, black professor, legendary professor at the University of Georgia. And I just remember people telling me how special it was taking that class. What I end up doing was I end up failing, sent her one of those emails, the sob story, and she literally, I will never forget this. She listed all the reasons why she failed me. And at the end of the message, told me that I actually earned this F by intentionally deciding not to do these like, <laughs> and I, did, I remember reading that being like this lady is a legend like wow. <laughs> I, I really earned that f you earned that, earned f, that f never yeah. failed after that though that's awesome man, yeah. big shout out to her for failing your ass man yeah. you deserve that changed one. my life man <laughs> it really changed my life so that was at uga law where were you there no no no, no not uga law that's uga undergrad undergrad yeah okay. so i'm really not smart oh, yeah. Yeah. no that, that's, that's why we got you here <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, 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 yeah. no law experience. Right. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, Georgia's a tough school, man. It is, it's it super is. Tough, but that law school is for real. I think when I was there, maybe it was about 220, our graduating class. And out of that 220, it was three black men. Wow. Three black men that graduated. It was hard as hell. Wow. Now, you know, shout out to the black women, because it's about 20 of them. In the divorce they In law. Women do great in school. They, they do, they're doing so much better than men. Uh, yeah. and boys so shout out to the women and wow. you know at UGA a lot of those black women were killing it yeah they were wow. killing it and you know they came out and great black women attorneys I know mm. some amazing black women attorneys who are smart you know super intelligent uh courageous you know and they yeah. will get it they will they will not let up on you at court for a second oh yeah but, you know you take them out <laughs> to dinner afterwards and it's all good you know super cool 
That's what's up. You know, I don't know, know a few of them. Like, <laughs> man, I don't know, to be honest. Hey, like, shout out like, to the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Man, shout out to these black women. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I guess like around year 15 of my practice, that's when I was like, you know, I started to look up. I was like, you know, this this has started not to be worth it. And usually when you're working in a profession or you got a job, you're really doing it for the money. And I'm 46 years old. So, you know, as you get older, the value of money starts to go down, especially, you know, I was married for 10 years. I'm divorced now, so I don't have a wife. I don't have any kids. I don't really need that much money to 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 live comfortably. Right. And the longer that I practice, the more it just stopped making sense to me, taking other people's problems home with me. I'm thinking about these problems when I'm eating dinner, thinking about these problems on the weekends. Yeah. You know, it's never really a day off. So I decided to retire just two, three years ago, and I started this channel, uh, my my YouTube channel. I started it so that basically to help put men on game. I saw when I represented men, they were making some uh, simple mistakes, but these mistakes had grave consequences. So I said, well, you know, I'll start a YouTube channel, uh, tell these people what I've learned over these past 20 years, because I could feel myself getting older. You know, yeah. and they say when an old person dies, it's kind of like a, a library burning down. Yeah, because they got so much knowledge and you've been doing anything for 20 years, whether it's practicing law or, you know, being a running back in the NFL or just whatever you do, you gain some knowledge. Yeah. And so I just wanted to share that. And it turned into to my YouTube channel. And I love it now being a content creator. I really do feel like I found my calling is so much better than practicing yeah. law. Man, yeah. I see. I love your channel, man. I love your channel. And it's actually funny because I've been a fan of your channel. So I was telling you before we kicked off the show, I'm like seeing you and like your facial expressions and stuff you're saying. I'm like, damn, this is a, this hell. <laughs> this hell. And uh, it just amazes me how much engagement that you get on your platform. I mean, people really come to you to not only get this level of entertainment, but also this level of education in terms of how to proceed when it comes to these different legal proceedings. So I, I think that's really dope. Yeah, oh. and see, and what I want to hear about in particular, because you went in specific, you specifically said I wanted to go in for the men. Yeah. Right. So, what were some of the mistakes that you saw just men making Man. as it as it related to divorce? They were making a lot of mistakes. Um, I could pretty pretty much list like a hundred, but it kind of depends on what area that we're talking about. So, okay. if we're talking about you know, they're dealing with their children, they were making some mistakes. If we're talking about them dealing with their wives, they're making some mistakes. If we're talking about not protecting their assets, they were making some mistakes. But it's basic mistakes. If you want to talk about child support, Lord knows they were making uh, some mistakes mm. in terms of child support, child custody. Mm. They were making basic mistakes, but pretty much in every aspect of the, the divorce process. Women were making some mistakes as well, but if I'm going to be honest, they were not being punished like the men you can absolutely see a bias now it's starting to change uh if you want to talk about child custody for example i remember when i started i mean the judge would just try to find who's the mother who's the mother well that's the person that's going to get custody mm. now at least in atlanta for the past you know two two years something like that judges have been more open to having a 50 50 uh type of discussion starting off kind of like a default where, mm. where does that come from is that just a times changing yeah, just or modern times okay. i mean i remember there were a few George, there were a few judges, especially in North Georgia, they wouldn't even let you visit with the child until the child was two years old. Like you could, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't have the child in your home overnight until the child was two. Like, what type of bond are you gonna be able to create? Insane. With your child? Right. Just wow. for being the father. Yeah, you could be a great father, you could be a doctor, it didn't matter. 
Um, it was just the old school mothers of better, better parents type of mentality. Yeah. And, you know, these judges, even though that maybe that was only 10, 15 years ago, these judges at the time were 60, 70 years old. So you got to think, man, when they were growing up and how they were doing things. Right. You know, in the 40s and the 50s, maybe it was a lot different. You know, men went to work and the mother stayed at home and that's the way it was. Yeah. But they carried that mentality forward onto the bench. And now they were deciding, you know, this new crop of men, how they would interact and bond with their children. And it just wasn't fair. You can see like a change in the guard. You know, even on my channel, y'all see me with the little iPhones with cord, you know. Right. And I come in here, man, the production. <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all, y'all new school, boy. Y'all were killing it, man. I'm like, man, this is. I, I can't compete with y'all, man. This is amazing. Got these, these mics and everything. Got to turn up. Mics. Yeah, man, y'all are doing it. Thank so, you. So, you know, as the generations change, you know, the laws and the applications of the laws need to change as well. And you don't really see that too much. But again, in Atlanta, it's starting to change now. You get fathers have more of a shot to to win 50-50 custody. It's crazy that you even have to say it like that. You yeah. never you never really hear about women winning 50-50 custody. It's just assumed right. that she's the minimum that she's going to get is 50-50 and it'll probably be primary custody and you got the dad doing the whole Friday to Sunday type of thing, Friday to Monday visitation with his own kids. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So men were making just a ton of mistakes, small, simple mistakes. You can even see it and, you know, look at like Jonathan Majors or you can look at, um, you know, just just to put it out there since he put it out there, you know, DJ Academics was in the news talking about his relationship. Yeah. And some of the stuff that he was putting up with. Oh, my and, gosh. And his, I mean, this woman was Ratchet. pulling out knives on him and it, it was insane having to call the cops 40 times. I mean, the amount of mistakes this man was making is, is incredible. And it's a man, by the way, who's intelligent. Successful. Who, uh, super successful. He says he makes four to five million dollars a year. And so it's interesting to see how a man can be so uh, well versed and so intelligent in the in the business arena, in the money making market and then get home to his woman and just be making all types of mistakes. Right. Uh, putting up with stuff that he should never put up with, not talking about him specifically, but just men in general. Right. If you've ever loved a woman, Lord knows you put up with some stuff probably that you shouldn't have, some boundaries have been crossed. <laughs> right. Now that goes on the other side too. A lot of women put up with some BS for too long, so that can be more of a human thing. But it was just a lot of things that if men knew going in, hey, this is how I should administrate my relationship. This is how I should administrate my marriage. Things would be so much better on, on the end. Now, yeah. what? Why do you think that? Like, what's the at the foundation of that type of decision making? Is it just an ignorance and not knowing? Is it a refusal to do certain levels of due diligence? Like, what is going on mentally, or just in general for men to be making such mistakes like this? Yeah, to be honest, it's a trap. I mean, no one is really telling men what the deal is. A man will fall in love, and it'll just be about the love. You know, it seems so many times that women are smarter. Women will say, "Okay, I love you." But then if I'm going to get married to you, there are these other considerations that I need to have. And in the marriage, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. A man will be, you know, have his nose wide open in love and then just start making mistake after mistake after mistake, not valuing himself, not not insisting on treatment that he should insist on. And then, you know, seven years later, he gets served at his, as a deployment by the sheriff, you know, with some divorce papers. Mm. And so no one really tells men the, the, the real about marriage. 
Yeah. You know, their mothers don't talk to men when you're a boy, you know, growing up, your mother never sits you down and talks to you about marriage. Your father, if he's in the home, is not going to do it. He's still married to the mom. Um, your friends don't know about it because, you know, they're your age group. They're your peers. You know, when you're 18, when you're 22, 24, your your friends don't know more than you. And it's rare that your uncle will, will pull you to the side and say, hey, man, this is what happened to me in a divorce. Usually men will just keep that to themselves. And so every man is on an island having to learn through trial and error about all these mistakes. And so if you had a place on the internet, maybe somewhere in my channel or other people's channels where men could go and just listen to men who have been through it, not only per, uh, personally, like I've been through a divorce myself, but professionally as well, <clears throat> having divorced all these couples year after year for 20 years, men could really learn some of the mistakes and not only the mistakes, but some of the good parts, how to handle their relationship in a positive way, how to communicate with their girlfriend, with their fiance, with their, with their, with their wife, you know, to avoid some of the problems that come up. Men can do a lot of things that they wouldn't necessarily think to do to improve their relationship, like setting boundaries, for example. A lot of men are scared to set boundaries because they don't want to uh, get into an argument. Right. They don't want to, um, you know, make their wives mad. Not knowing that the failure on the front end to have a little bit of that conflict can just set up a horrendous pattern on the back end of not having boundaries and then you get run over, you get disrespected, tossed to all, all kinds of ways in your own home, emasculated. Right. Um, and then that leaves that leads to further problems because if a woman is with a man who's emasculated, she's not going to be attracted to him uh, sexually, physically, or otherwise. She's not going to want to sleep with him. So many marriages end up in these what we call dead bedroom situations mm. where uh, the parties aren't sleeping together. Yeah, and not only for you know three weeks or three months, it could be three years, five years. We've heard. I mean, we've heard ten plus. Yeah, we've yeah. heard. A lot of times, the 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 husband and the wife they'll be sleeping in separate bed separate bedrooms, mm. and yeah. the kids will be like, "Oh, why is Daddy sleeping over there? Oh, you know, Daddy snores. Daddy don't snore." Not that loud. You just ain't giving it to him, right? You're not attracted anymore. So it's a lot of things, and if men knew this stuff coming up they would be so much better off. Now, a lot of men aren't going to listen, especially when they're in love. You know, right. you try to talk to men about these things. Oh, well, you know, that's just your experience. So that's them. My girl's different. My girl's like, okay, fine, fair enough. But there are a lot of men who will listen. Yeah. And those are the men that can learn and don't have to suffer all of these consequences and can be strong men, can be strong leaders in their families, not just for their wives, but for their children as well. Now, the, the men that are not listening, that won't take heed to, you know, these different, um, you know, strategies for protecting yourself, let's say setting boundaries. Right. Mm -hmm. For the for those men who won't listen, is it because they think that implementing these things is going to maybe make the woman less attractive or less likely for them to get to that next level of marriage with a woman? Like, why aren't they, you know, what what's the refusal about? Yeah, a lot of times it's just they're in a fantasy world of love and they're saying, you know, this is perfect. You know, why would I introduce conflict? Why would I set boundaries? Things are working so well now. Um, everything's fine. And she's different. That's the whole thing. You know, when you're in love, when you're really, really in love, you would swear this girl is different. Mm -hmm. And she is. She's different to you. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, after six months, 12 months, two, three years, that that special type of love, that feeling can kind of wear off. It can change. 
if you've been married before, if you've been in a long-term relationship, you can tell that, you know, those butterflies that you were getting in six months, you know, they don't really last for six years. You mm. know, if a husband comes in in six years, it's not like she's really, you know, getting the butterflies when the two kids are, you know, screaming in the back. It's different. And so men, when they're younger, they don't recognize this. They don't recognize how the love, you know, it's not necessarily going to decrease, but it's going to transform. It's going to change. It can, it, can, it can grow to be something deeper but it's not going to be this type of puppy love that you feel in the beginning. And that puppy love will have you making some, some ignorant mistakes. It'll have you in denial of a lot of things. It will have you in denial of reality. Mm. And men will, will jump on that denial of reality and they'll live in that fantasy for a year, two years, three years. And then year four five and six, they haven't protected themselves. They haven't built their relationship up. They haven't needed what they do, what they needed to do in the front end to ensure that the relation or at least attempt to ensure that the relationship on the back end was going to be was going to be strong. And so it's it's a lot of that. It's a lot of the denial of reality. It's a lot of being scared of your woman. Not necessarily scared of the woman, but scared that she's going to leave. Because when you are really, really, really in love, you do not want that woman to leave. Oh yeah. Everybody knows, oh yes, more fish in the sea and this and that. <laughs> But if we're going to be honest, there's a lot of trash in that seat. There's a lot of trash, a lot of trash women and men. And so for a man or a woman to be able to find someone who's quality, I mean, minimum, it's going to take months. Oftentimes, it can take years to find someone who's really good. So if you feel like you have someone good right now, and if you piss her off too much and she leaves, how long is it going to be for you to find someone that quality? Is it going to be 12 months? Is it going to be 18 months? Do you want to be on the dating market for those 18 months mm -hmm. going to random dinners? And what do you like to do? Like, I'll just keep the one I got and not piss her off, right? <laughs> well, when you do that, you know, you're setting yourself up. Because yeah. if you're scared to confront her about things, if you're scared to talk to her about things that are very important, marriage, prenups, kids. Oh, I don't want to talk about prenups because she's going to get mad. All right. And then seven years later, when she comes into my office with that, you know, Kelly bag that you bought her and she opens it up and it's a bunch of your 401k statements showing me how much you got and how much you want. Then wow. you're like, oh, man, I, I, I didn't know. And now, you know, they're in some other attorney's office crying. I can't tell you. I used to have to keep two boxes of Kleenex on my desk for years because you just have to give it to them. These Both men, men and breaking women. Down. Yeah, the women. But. Not to not to have a double standard, but it's like the women. Okay, you 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 see the women crying. That's one thing, but to see like a grown man cry, I mean, just break down. He's losing his kid, yeah. losing his wife. Yeah, it hit different. You know, it's hard I mean? seeing it's hard a grown man cry yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, just breaking down, and it's little things that he could have um, talked <clears throat> about or he could have done in the beginning that would have avoided these situations. And this is just regular situations. We're not even talking about like the sexual assault stuff false allegations, things right. that are kind of beyond his control, things that people do to one another just based on evil and vindictiveness and vengeance. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's such a need for information for men. And, you know, we have this space in online, you know, it's, you can call it a men-centric space. More specifically, you could call it like the manosphere. There's a lot of great information in the Manosphere now. There's a lot of BS in there, too, and it's been <laughs> corrupted. It's a lot of people that came in to the Manosphere for, like, a cash grab and started talking some craziness and, you know, preyed on a lot of the, the men's anger, a lot of the men's frustration. And so it's hard to really, it's hard to really support 
you know, fully what the manosphere has going on because a lot of toxicity in it. But there are things in it that are just 100% true that all men need to know and that men in general do not know. And before the internet where you could have this type of men-centric content, men were just learning left and right, trial by error, trial by error, divorce, right. divorce, divorce. Because again, you know, how many times has your uncle really pulled you aside and let me tell you what happened to me or let me tell you what I've seen. Right. You know, how many times your father sat you down and was like, listen, man, let me tell you about the traps of marriage. Let me tell you this. How many times your mother says, well, listen, you're a man and I don't know the man experience, but what I'm going to do is I saved up $300 and I'm going to take you downtown and I'm going to put this $300 on the desk of a divorce attorney who's going to talk to you about some of the traps. Because I can't tell you about divorce, but this man can. He's been practicing for 10 years, 15 years. Mm. You know, a lot of times men don't want to go to their pastors or men want to go to therapists, counselors. And, you know, I, I had a I had a, a pastor on my show who was talking about, you know, the big reason why pastors don't preach prenups to men. Because a lot of the times in these churches, it's a predominantly woman congregation and women ain't really trying to hear about prenups so much. Mm. So a lot of the times you'll talk to your pastor, but your pastor's so used to catering to women that he's not going to give you the specialized male attention and information that you need. Interesting. So that's when they brought it. That's when they bring God up. You know. Interesting. What, should I get a prenup pastor? Does God want you to have a prenup? <laughs> 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 that's what they respond with. That's now, exactly right. So now it's interesting that you, you have... So I, I, I want to go into that now because, you know, you brought up, you know, Jonathan Majors, which is another brother who, you know, um, you could say that, you know, made some mistakes or got caught up in whatever the situation was. Because, you know, for those people who don't know, Jonathan Majors was convicted on December 18th of um, one count of third degree assault and one count of harassment, but was acquitted of another count of assault and one charge of aggra aggravated, uh, uh, aggravated harassment. Um, and eventually the, the final verdict ended up being a misdemeanor, which we'll go into, but I want to talk to you about this situation in particular, because I hear sexual assault thrown around. I think sometimes I even hear sexual harassment just for clarity. Is that the same thing? Sexual assault and sexual harassment? Yeah. You got like this umbrella of, of sexual, you could call them violations, right? <clears throat> and that can include anything from, you know, the worst, you know, aggravated sodomy with the child to something as light as, you know, an, an offhand comment that, that one person would make to another person in their workplace, for example. And so mm. the, it's, it's a huge range and each state is gonna define these various charges differently. There's gonna be different uh, penalties, different punishments, but it's, 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 it's a lot of things all up under the, the umbrella of this, this sexual deviancy. And so many times this is so hard to, to kind of figure it out because it'll be a lot of he said, she said. Mm. A lot of times there isn't proof. You know, if you have a 21-year-old girl, 24, 21-year-old boy in college, and there's a lot of alcohol, they go back to the dorm room, there's sex the next day. She says, hey, I was violated. Who the hell knows what happened in that dorm room? They were both drunk. Who knows? He's like, man, I don't really remember so much. You know, she's on the stand testifying. She can't remember so much, but she's kind of making it up. The jury wasn't there. The judge wasn't there. How do you know? Right. You can see that, you know, maybe she had some type of kit done and you can see that there was intercourse. But 
you don't really know. Maybe there was intercourse and it was consensual at the beginning. Maybe yeah. during the middle, she says, ah, you know, I think you, you're doing this a little hard. You know, you need to stop. Right. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. So he keeps going. She doesn't say anything. Is that great? Like, what? what who was there? Who, who, who can talk about it besides these two? And, and it just, it's, it's, it's a terrible situation because there are a lot of women who are violated every year and who stay silent. Who, who don't report these things because they, in their heads, know that it's a he said, she said situation. They're like, well, you know, I just take the L on this. Right. And there's a lot of men in these same situations who, you know, had sex. It was 100% consensual, but the girl had a boyfriend or, you know, the girl regretted it the next day. And now she, you know, somebody finds out that shouldn't find out. Maybe the boy ran his mouth. And, or the oh, family, okay. the, the yeah, father finds out or yeah. something crazy going on. And so she's like, well, no, actually, you know, you took it. And this actually is kind of what happened with DJ Academics. It appears, you know, he had uh, his friends had had sex with this girl that he had invited to his house. It's like a year and a half ago. He was apparently asleep the whole time. They had sex and and it was that. Now, DJ Academics was being extorted by a blackmail by another girl about this story. So he came out with it. And then the girl just came out with a TikTok saying, oh, well, you know what? Not only did your friends uh, grate me, but you did that, too. Luckily for him, he has cameras all over his house. The police raided his home, kicked down the doors, grabbed all the cameras, grabbed all the footage, reviewed everything, found out basically what the girl was saying was not true. Didn't, wow. charge, didn't charge DJ Academics or the two guys because they saw on the video that she was having sex with two guys in the pool. Like no one was taking anything, but it was so easy for her to get on TikTok and say, "Yeah, your two friends grade me, and you did it too, and I'm going to tell my story." And and, so, and it, I mean, he's he's guilty in in the sense of court of public opinion because I mean, I didn't even know about the second half of it. I didn't know that either. I just knew and, the first half because in just, my mind, I'm like, "Yep, DJ, they got you." Yeah, yeah and yeah. they would have. They absolutely would have. I'm so lucky for him. He was smart enough to get cameras and apparently has them all through his home. And the cops raided, kicked down his door, got all the footage and saw clearly that what this girl was saying wasn't lining up to the extent that they not, not only did they not charge him, but they didn't charge her either. Uh, sorry, they didn't charge the two guys that she actually did have sex with. And wow. so when you talk about, you know, sexual assault. Any woman can come back a year and a half later and say, oh, you actually did this to me. You know, we were seeing that with Bill Cosby. People were coming out 10, 15, 20 years later. Right. The statute of limitations was being uh, amplified and being expanded to allow people to come back with these older claims and and make these types of allegations. And men just had to, you know, you have to take it. You try to defend yourself. But, you know, what are your witnesses? What's your evidence? DNA after 10, 15 years? You know, what are you really going to say? Let me ask you this, because I want to want to give the audience some context. So we had a good question. Shout out to Eugene Steele. He says, what, for example, does the state of Georgia define as sexual assault? Now, I'm going to ask you, is sexual assault different per jurisdiction? Yeah. Okay. I mean, in terms of state laws, because federal laws are, are pretty much the same throughout the throughout the nation. OK. But Georgia would define it differently than New York and New York would define it differently than um let's say california got you but basically what you have is you have you know an intent to to touch or to harm and then that touching is of a sexual nature 
whether it's to gratify the, the person that's doing this touching and the touching is, is not consensual. So these are some of the, the elements that would be involved in a sexual assault. But again, you have various forms of sexual assault, um, which can which can be, you know, some misdemeanors, some felonies, depending, and then some civil violations. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, well, if 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 you're at work and you make a comment about, you know, your 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 coworker skirt, oh, that's a nice skirt. Oh, you sexually assaulted me, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's gonna depend on the jurisdiction and kind of what happened, but it's just hard for men and women to navigate this this sexual space because when you have men and women together there's obviously going to be some sexual tension there mm-hmm. um some of it's going to be consensual but then some of it isn't and then when a person can make allegations and there's not a lot of proof either way it's going to be an absolute mess so what's the difference here too because i'm noticing that you know some people online are saying that certain women are going after the money Mm-hmm. because I think it's the difference in it being a civil case or a criminal case. Is that correct? Yes. This, so so w- can you break down a difference between a civil case or a criminal case and, and really what's the difference between those two and how you approach this? Yeah, the biggest, one of the biggest differences really is that it's so much harder to win a criminal case than a civil case. The, the burden of proof, the standard is much higher in a criminal case. So a lot of times a woman or a woman's attorney will say, listen, you know, I'm not sure that if we go to the DA, the district attorney's office, we can really get a prosecution. Or sometimes the the attorney will go to the to the district attorney's office and they will refuse to prosecute, not necessarily because nothing happened, but because they don't have the evidence to win the case. And so they say, well, listen, we don't necessarily have the evidence. Maybe it's a he said, she said, the prosecutor's office doesn't want to pick it up for for the criminal side, but we can still seek some type of justice through a monetary award, monetary compensation. So, you know, that's how it's framed. It's not framed from the victim's perspective as a money grab. It's framed as the victim seeking justice. So I think this is what you had with the Cassie Puffy situation. Right. J- just okay. doesn't mean they just want money. Yeah, not necessarily. Cause I think, you know, the way the whole Cassie situation went down and the people that were coming out of the woodworks, it kind of seemed like there was something there and it was bad. Right. And so who knows what the amount is that they settled for. I think it had come out that previously while they were negotiating, it was a $30 million thing. Maybe it was 30, maybe it was 50, what they ended up selling for. But it sounds like what she went through was, was, was terrible. And so if she can make Puffy pay, let's say $50 million is that justice? Mm. Well, $50 million for her is a ton of money. But if this man has a billion dollars, 50 million is just take it, you know? But um, do you, let me ask that, but do you have the choice to make a decision to approach it to where you can get um, a monetary payout or, you know, approach it from a criminal perspective where they can actually get locked up? Like, is that a decision that you can make? It is in the sense that you can really hire an attorney and try to press the prosecutor's office to pick up the case. Now, okay. you as a victim cannot force uh, the prosecutor to take the case. Got it's it. going to be the prosecutor's decision. But if you hire an attorney or if you go to your to the prosecutor yourself and you lay out a, a case as to why the prosecution should be picked up, you know, you might have more of a chance. But at the end of the day, it's always going to be in the prosecutor's hands. In terms of a civil case, you you can you can file a civil case at any time. So that's absolutely in your hands. 
but for the criminal case, not so much in that the the, the district attorney or the or the prosecutor is going to have to make the final decision on that. Interesting. So for for like for example, right now R. Kelly's locked up, mm-hmm. right? So he like criminally was proven guilty in this play, boom. But uh, Diddy, for example, had the opportunity <clears throat> to settle. Mm-hmm. So why would the prosecutors pick up one case and not, for example, pick up another? Yeah, that's a great question. Each case is going to depend on the evidence, mm. right? Because the prosecutor doesn't necessarily want to pick up a case and lose, especially if it's a high-profile case. If it's Got a it. high-profile case, they want to win. They do not want... It where Puffy hires some big time attorney and then the prosecutor's office gets slammed. So they're really going to want to make sure that they have enough evidence to prove the case. So that's one. And then two, you know, there's this thing called the statute of limitation. Now, I'm not sure what the situation was in in Cassie's case, for example, but this was definitely an issue in the in the Bill Cosby case where some of these violations, these alleged violations that were uh, alleged to have occurred occurred like in the 60s and the 70s and stuff and now you know it's 40 50 years later so many of his claims or the claims against him were time barred so even if a prosecutor wanted to pick up the case they weren't allowed to pick up the case because the statute of limitations had run and there was no way to prosecute him for those crimes and so each case is going to be different in terms of whether the statute of limitations is is in play or not but also the evidence is there any dna evidence is there any videotape evidence is there any any witnesses around you know these are going to make um the prosecutors pause and really de- try to decide if they can win the case or not and if they feel like there's a there's a good case there then they'll try it but a lot of times prosecutors are like hey man it's he said, she said, and then there's not enough, and, and we're not going to do anything with it at this time. Got it, man. That's some. It's that. That's interesting. It's tricky because you got a guy like, um, you know, Jonathan Major that potentially could have lost his career. You know, over- I mean, he, he, he. I mean, I don't want to say his career is, is early to say, but and you know, it's always comeback season, right? But he did get dropped from like Marvel Studios, and there's a couple other options or a couple other I think offers it was Disney. that he had too. Uh, yeah. what was I, I think it was Disney, but I mean, either way, that's, that's a huge deal, yeah. you know, to be able to, I mean, the percentage that's, I, I, that's probably even less likely to make it to the league, you know, to be, in it, to be able to work with those big time level of productions yeah. Yeah. and to lose it in that situation is, is, is pretty, is, is, is pretty wild. And it's tricky because when it gets the, I think the way, when I'm looking at the details of the case. They reduced it from a felony to a misdemeanor because they said that it wasn't intentional in, I think, the way the assault happened, but it was considered reckless. And because of it being considered reckless, it still qualified for a misdemeanor. But that's enough. And probably because, I mean, even the accusations really was enough Mm -hmm. to already kind of cue them up to you know lose that opportunity because because everything kind of goes around it too like the the recorded voicemail that he had and then the video of him running like <laughs> yo it's like because all i mean you know all of those things kind of just make it look really bad yeah you know no, I mean? bad. it just makes it look really crazy yeah it's super interesting you know i think you know all of his charges i think three of the four were were misdemeanors and there was one that technically is just kind of like a violation but you're exactly right they did get him on the reckless which apparently is enough for him to get dropped by everybody like i'm kind of 
on your side where it's like his 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 career is destroyed. You never know if he's gonna come back. But like you said, Disney dropped him, yeah. his PR firm dropped him, advertisers dropped him, like everybody was just just dropping him. And he have anything now. He just got Megan good, right? He got some money. That drop probably coming next. That whole story about her and her leaving her husband is ridiculous too. But it's like, you know, uh, Charlie Munger, who was uh, Warren Buffett's uh, right-hand man, Warren Buffett, you know, just uh, one of the best investors ever, got billions and billions of dollars. Legendary, all-time yeah. investor. Yes, and he made all those billions with um, with Charlie. And Charlie said, you know, I think he recently passed away. He was like, you know, men get taken down by the three L's. It's like men get taken down by leverage, men get taken down by liquor, and men get taken down by ladies. And if you look at Jonathan Majors, who was at the height of his career, but then you look at the girl that he was dealing with in his relationship, you know, he was absolutely just making some terrible, terrible mistakes with her. Um, he... You know, one of the things that was interesting to me, they had that recording that came out that, you know, he was trying to tell this lady that she should be more like a, a Coretta Scott kid. Yeah. She should be Michelle more Obama. like a Michelle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That now, was that was cringy. Was I'm not going to lie. I was very cringy listening to that. But, I mean, we have to think about this, too. The brother's only like 34 years old. And so that's the thing. You know, I can He's say young. this now at 40, yeah, 46, at 34. There was a lot of things I didn't know at 34. And, you know, no one can deny that he's super talented and he's making millions and millions of dollars. But again, just because you are competent in one area of your life, uber competent, doesn't mean that you're competent in another area. Yeah. And the woman that he was dealing with, the stuff that he was putting up with, especially a man in his position, if you're making $35,000 a year, maybe you can fight with some rando girl over a phone. You know, you're cheating on her. She sees your phone. You know, y'all are in the pickup truck, you know, and y'all are fighting over the phone. Well, you make $35,000 a year. Right. If you get arrested, you'll bond out. You know, it's fine. But if you're a man in his position, if she takes that phone and he wised up, you saw his ass running down the street. He was trying to get away. <laughs> he was trying to run. Yo, he was right? really in full on sprint mode. Yeah. And that for was, a while. Yeah. I mean, they ran. <laughs> they were like, he really expected, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did he expect I her to be hot was, on his tail? You know what I'm saying? When he was running oh, away. Listen, she was. Though. She had on them heels and she would just clack, 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 clack. Right. And, um, you know, that really shows a, a, a lack of understanding of the power that, that he really had. Because for him to drop this lady and get Megan good, why couldn't you have done that three months, six months prior to that? Mm. You know, there is no, this is another thing that men don't really understand. Men, you know, we're so focused on logic and not really the emotional side. Men will try to impose that narrative on women. So a, a man, Jonathan, will say, well, listen, I am Kang, you know? I am the number one guy, number one black guy in Hollywood right now. I'm the hottest thing going. You should be happy to be with me. You should listen to me. You need to be like Coretta. You need to be like Michelle. You need to be like a Camille. Well, you know about Camille Cosby, boy, she ain't. <laughs> I mean, to think that you are going to convince a woman through words to be a Camille Cosby. That's kind of weird. Yo, like the fact that you're telling your woman other women she needs to be like. Yeah. That is yeah. just that that is the wrong conversation you should ever be having with a woman. A hundred percent. Women all the time, whether they have flaws that are huge or not, they will always be like, you know, accept me as I am. 
Don't try to change me. You know, to think you're going to take a woman and convince her to be a, a Coretta Scott King. A black girl. woman. Come. Well, she wasn't black. That's, the I, thing. I, that's what I'm saying. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, Coretta she, Scott King. This is quote. Coretta Scott King. Do you know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama's wife. So he was very specific. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't you know what that, don't you know what that is? Now he's trying to give a black history lesson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And here's here's the really messed up thing. Here's yeah. the re- you know, I think there's a Japanese saying that said men would men would be twice as happy if they got half of what they asked for. He's asking her to be like a Michelle Obama. Then what last year, Michelle Obama sat down on some couch with all these ladies talking about she couldn't stand Obama for 10 years in their marriage. I'm a man. I would never tell a woman to be like another woman and not be able to stand me for 10 years. You ever live with a woman who can't stand you for 10 years in your own house? Well, not in the early days. Oh, yeah, true, the early they built days. that. They built exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. So imagine telling this white woman that you want you want her to be like this lady. You you asking for stuff, you don't even know what you're asking for. Yeah. That's what that's one of the things that the principal things that I learned being a divorce attorney for so long. You you do not know how people's relationship is you can never be like oh i want this person's relationship i want that person's relationship you look at a let's say like a dream couple like a tom brady and a giselle whatever her name was the brazilian supermodel beautiful kid like oh you know how they got they got billions and hundreds of millions yeah. on top of the world and divorcing so you you can never tell what's going on in people's kitchens and bedrooms yeah you'll, you'll never know and so for him to be like, hey, I need you to be like this woman or that woman, not even knowing the types of marriages or relationships wow. these people have, and it's insanity. What about the the text? Because you got the voicemails, and then you got this text communication, mm-hmm. all recorded, you know, types of communication. Is so I, got, I guess this is a, a two part question. One was some of the things that Jonathan Major was saying about him wanting to kill himself and that type of thing. Do you think that that was just all emotional? abuse and just you know trickery to kind of maybe get her to look at things from his point of view or was that potentially you know like a real cry for help this guy he's got some really crazy stuff going on internally and that he needs to to fix yeah you know i I don't think i don't think that was for show i really do think that um we have to under we have to try to understand it's gonna be impossible for us but try to understand the amount of pressure this man was going through mm. you know i don't know if y'all ever watch uh narcos the mexican version yeah. with uh with diego who was the main character and how he went from nothing and was organizing this whole cartel to try to get the whole nation the whole mexican nation on board under one umbrella the stresses the stresses this man was going through and I look at, at Jonathan Majors being the number one guy, you know, all of the, the women that were trying to get at him, you know, all this and all that, the, the media, the money that was coming in, the opportunities. Now he's dealing with this white woman who's giving him shit. I, I, he, I just want to I just want to go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can see it at times. Of course, he's not wanting to do it. But, you know, we're, we all are strong at times and weak at times. And it's horrible that, you know, we're recorded at our weakest. But he could absolutely be venting, not necessarily a cry for help so much, but just venting. It's like, do you understand the amount of stress that I just want it all to end? Just can I relax? You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't want to don't want to return the money, but the stress that comes with it is uh, it's too much. It's one of the things that really stopped me from practicing law. Stress 
you know the the cortisol that releases on your body the 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 consequences that it has it's 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 so many times it's just not worth it so I, yeah. I don't know if that was a cry for help i you know i just think he was just going through it at that time that man is under tremendous press anybody in 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 hollywood you know i remember just me now on my little youtube channel you know i'll go out to eat or something and people will recognize me and that's just from a little youtube i was watching uh me and my co-host av to the seven power we were reviewing the johnny depp situation uh trial where he was accused of all these uh uh terrible uh allegations right and he was being defamed and they asked him on the stand they were like you know well when you know you did the 21 drum street and this and that when did you realize oh you have become famous and he was like, yeah, you know, when there were women that were climbing up the sides of my house. Insane. You know? Yeah. So imagine you being the number one guy, black guy in Hollywood, Jonathan Majors. Imagine the pressure. I, I could absolutely see him saying, I just I just needed to stop. I need I need a break. Wow. And so you're fighting with this woman as well. And she's not listening and she's recording you secretly. Because if a woman is recording you secretly, that lets me know as a divorce attorney, your, your relationship is already shot. Yeah, just already shot. Just throw the whole damn thing away. Go and get you a Megan Good. Go and get you somebody who ain't secretly <laughs> recording you. Because at that point, they it's pretty, over. Yeah. yeah, they setting you up. They absolutely setting you up. Wow. So, um, yeah, I, I I just think this man is under tremendous pressure, and he made some mistakes that a man in a in a different situation could. I mean. What he got convicted of, it's just a little misdemeanor. Hey, you were reckless. You hurt a finger. No problem. That happens every Friday night, Saturday night. I mean, all the time across the nation. But because of his specific situation, look at all the hundreds of millions of dollars it cost to him potentially. And he has to know that going in. He has to know, hey, because of my position, I am not afforded the same opportunities to fail that other men are. And I, I really have to kind of put my desires for a relationship and try to work things out. I have to put it on hold. I can accept much less from a woman. And that's that's sad because if you really love a woman or really like a woman, you want to give her the leeway to make mistakes. Right. You want to give her the leeway to grab your phone or maybe get in your face or something like that. You work things out. You know, if you've been married for over eight years, you've had to work some things out. But if you are in such a spotlight you really can't afford to give people that margin of error because if you respond in any negative way, you've lost everything. Man, that's heavy. It that's very is. heavy. It's a huge, it's a huge sacrifice. Even me, like, you know, trying to date down here in Atlanta, man, I got yeah. a little YouTube. I don't want no woman. I'll be sleeping a woman like this, taking pictures and shit. You know? like, come <laughs> on, man. You know, you gotta watch it. You gotta and, be careful. Yeah, and that's 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 with a little small little channel. Imagine being one of the number one black people in Hollywood. Yeah. How, how can you do you going to get on match.com? You know, what are, what are you going to do? You know, but even for the, I mean, for the biggest <clears throat> down to the most average guy, the woman that you bring into your life is still going to be the biggest decision that you make. And, you know, it's, it's just so important yeah. that now you do your research, man. Like you learn before you make that. It's like, before I make a big investment in anything in, li in my life, you know, business, relationships, anywhere, you need to know, have some just some basic due diligence on what you're taking on, what the responsibility is, what the commitment is, what your vision is with this investment, with this new area of our lives. And you got to be sharp about that. You just can't be just jumping into this thing all off emotion because the reality of it is, again, the emotion is up and down.
Well, see, that's the thing, though. It's, it's so hard because I hear the whole due diligence and, you know, that's true to an extent. But we need to acknowledge that people change. We need to acknowledge that you can know somebody and they can be in such an emotional state that they do something that you didn't expect. Yeah. You know, you can be with a woman for six months, eight months. And, you know, what did Chris Rock say? You're with her representative. You're doing your due <laughs> diligence, but your due diligence is on, is on her representative. Mm. And then something happens and then she steps outside the representative role. Now you're in a pickle. And then other people are like, oh, you should have did your due diligence. I did. You know, I took, right. a, I took a slow with this girl. You know, right. we did have sex for a while. You know, I talked to her, peeped her family, talked to her friends. I did everything. But, you know, as time goes on, not only do you know the person more deeply, but the person also through time is changing as you are changing. Yeah. And so due diligence is only going to get you so far. Uh, what's going to get you far is luck. You got to be lucky. And in Jonathan Major's situation, suppose that you have, you know, all of this to gain, but all of this to lose. So you say, listen, I I'm the man, but I love you. You know, you're, you're great. And I want us to be together, but you know, uh, I'm kind of a hothead and, and, but I know what I want and I know I'm going to be cool, but you can't really raise your voice to me. And on the front end, she's like, yeah, you're Jonathan Majors. You know, we're super good. We've been dating for six months. Why would I raise your voice? Two years later, you know, y'all are just in a, in a disagreement. She raises her voice. She jumps in your face. Doesn't hit you, but jumps in your face, raises your voice. You're on the, on the verge of reacting, right? But you catch yourself. Now, what are you supposed to do? In Jonathan's situation, you know what you got to do? You got to throw the whole two years away. You got to throw it away. Wow. Because what happens the next time she jumps in your face and you, and you just you push her and now, you know, she, she's with the cops and now Disney is watching all oh, what's going to happen. Your PR firm is watching all oh, what's going to happen. But is that realistic for to expect a man who has invested two years into a woman to throw the whole thing away based on, you know, her jumping in your face and screaming at you, which you told her not to do and she agreed? But let's say she's really hot about something and she does it. Maybe she's justified in being hot. Maybe she looked at your phone and you got a crazy text, right? But it's it's so hard to say, oh, well, you should have done your due diligence when, you know, you, you, you could have done it. You were just scared to throw all of what you had invested away and try to start again. Now, the good thing about Jonathan Bages is that his status is so high he could throw this chick away and get a Megan good. It's like, well, damn, <laughs> I need to be the one trying to work it out. You throw them away if you could just get Megan after Megan, you can get these women, right? But, you know, that's the hard part for men to know when to, to draw the line. And the higher you are in status, the more you have to lose, the closer that line has, has to be to, to, to the conservative side. But that's hard to do to throw a year and a half or two year relationship out the window because the woman did something that to another man would have been out of bounds, but at least repairable. But yeah. because he has so much to lose, I can't risk this shit. You jumped in my face. I told you not to throw the whole two years away. And now I'm dating again. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. But, you know, that that's the cost of being, you know, one of the <clears throat> number one guys in Hollywood. But <clears throat> he's learning cost to be the boss. Yes. Insane. You got to throw these women away. If what you're trying to protect is your is your career, you look at uh, Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady, the, the woman who divorced him, Giselle, the, the supermodel worth more than him, she got a lot of flag for divorcing this dude. Um, but I see her side because 
they were married for so long, had a couple beautiful kids. And she said, listen, you got hundreds of millions and I do too. Your body's all fucked up. You've been playing uh, football for 20 years. You got your rings, just retire. And he says, fine, I'll finish the season, I'll retire. Fine, that was their agreement. Next spring training, he's like, uh, get that itch. And then he signs up again to play. And so she divorces him. Now, what did he do? He chose his career over his wife, right? And you can't shame him for that because every person gets to decide what their priority is. Yeah. Forget society tells you. If you've been married to this woman <clears throat> and, and you feel like whatever her value is, your goal in life, your calling is to be a, a quarterback, well, divorce her because there are a lot of women on the other side who if you were holding these women back, they would divorce you in a fucking heartbeat, right? But he chose football. He chose his career. Fine. Throw her away. But you can't blame her either for being like, listen, you know, why are you even playing? We got all this money. I want to spend time with you. I married you. I want to spend time with my husband. It's hard to blame a wife or one to spend time with her husband, right? So she divorces him. But that's Tom prioritizing his career, his calling over a human being. Whereas you had Jonathan Major do the opposite. And shout out mm. to Tom. That was such a bigger sacrifice for Tom because that was his wife. That was the mother of his kids. This was some rando girlfriend. How mm. long have they been dating? A couple years? He didn't want to throw her away. And he risked everything and lost over a girlfriend because he was he was prioritizing this human being over his entire career. He's, he's talking about he's a, a great man. All the possibilities he can do, all of his talents, throws it all away over what? So you can kind of see the, the different scenarios that men are, are put mm. into, not only in relation to their women and their families, but also in relation to their vocation, their calling, their, their job. It's, it's super interesting, the dynamic. But the higher you go, the more the, the stakes are, are are at risk. And and it looks like right now Jonathan has lost damn near everything. It looks like that. He yeah. um I think he's got an appearance this week. I think scheduling like Good Morning, uh Good Morning America GMA or something like that. So yeah, I think he's gonna it, talk and he gets scheduled. He gets his he goes to uh, for sentencing on the on the sixth on February. So we're gonna wow. we're gonna find out what he's gonna get. It's it's a misdemeanor. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah. Yeah. He should, you know, if he was a regular person, he wouldn't get anything. He just get time served, maybe he get a fine. Honestly, what he probably get is a little, you know, if he took a little counseling, a little domestic violence class or anger management class, um, put him on some type of deferred program, the whole charge. Would get oh, so you think away. it's because of who he is? A hundred percent. The DA thought, I mean, you got to understand this is such a small case. Her finger got hurt. Fine. Over the tussling of a phone. Really? You, you know, I don't ever want to criticize attorneys and I wasn't there in the courtroom, but from what I've heard, the attorneys were not trying to make the argument that, yeah, he did hurt her finger, but it was because he was trying to get his phone back. You can inflict some amount of injury in trying to reobtain your property. If you grab my phone, I can grab it back. And if I accidentally hurt your finger in the process, I'm allowed to do that. But because the stakes were so high, his attorneys were coming into it with the, with the stance of, no, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. Mm. Well, if she got hospital records of a fractured finger or if there's, you know, um, a videotape of them tussling in the car, you did something. And right. so it's kind of like you're playing in the jury's face saying you ain't do nothing in the damn videos right there. 
But you see why they did that, because they knew if if he would have said, yeah, I did hurt her, but it was for this, this reason, Disney would have been like, I won't give a shit what the reason is. Got it. Right. You put your hands on a woman. He got to come out scot-free. Come on, man. <laughs> and this Disney, you got to get up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they're not playing that. Yeah, they're I'm, not I'm, playing it at all. I'm curious to uh to see what the audience thinks about this. I'm curious what the initiatives, what they got to say. I want to know too. You'll drop a poll case. on this one. Yeah, well, no, no, I want to speak to him. Okay. I want to speak to him. Because I know they got a lot to say about this. And yeah. we even had a question, which I want to answer in a bit, because I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. But the question was. Uh, is lead attorney pro marriage or pro divorce? Mm. So, <laughs> mm. so yeah, uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. So we're gonna hold it. We're gonna hold it. Hold okay. it for the answer. Yeah. So let, let's do this here. Let's open up the let's open up the lines for people to come up here and chop it up with us live here on the show. What we're gonna do is we're going to put the link here in the chat. All right, family. So you're gonna see the link pop up here in the chat. And you can go ahead and click that link. You'll go right backstage. You're not going to come on the show immediately. Yeah. Don't worry. What's going to happen is when you go back there on the chat, you put your name in, you stay backstage, and I will let you guys up. Just be patient back there. Keep your camera on. Keep your lights on. And I'll bring you up. And, you know, we're going to have a conversation that way. So watch out for this link, family, because Ryan says he wants to hear your thoughts on this Jonathan Major situation. So come up here and tell us, uh, uh, let us know what you got going on here. The link is officially yeah. in the chat. So you guys can come backstage and join that while we go ahead and get this set up here. And TLA Nation yeah, is I'm going crazy. TLA Nation is going crazy. Shout out to, oh, snap. Pocket watching with JT is with TLA Nation. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Pocket Big Watching. Big shout, shout out, out to Pocket, Pocket Watching. Watching. Right there. It's, it's funny. He, he actually did, uh, a, 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 it wasn't a really a piece on us. I think we had one of our past guests, Jay. Jay yeah. He actually did a reaction to that video. But it's funny because JT, me and Ty, we've probably been on his videos for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, had to, we had to hire us some coaches. We had to check first, make yeah. sure the coach was legit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but JT, listen, we not teaching nobody finances, hey, okay? So right, we right, watching please, us, keep, right? keep up on your damn page, man. Right. We ain't even trying to, we don't want none of that. Yeah, right. man. I came out with some courses. I was like, oh, I hope JT don't go in on these damn courses. <laughs> All right, so yeah. everybody go ahead. The, the, by the way, the link has dropped, so come backstage and join the conversation here with us. Just click that link. And I'll bring you guys up one by one, but just wait because we're going to keep this conversation going in the meantime. All right. So actually, no, I want to go ahead and let. No, let no. So, so real quick, go ahead and hit that. We got a very special shout out. So shout out to HelloFresh. Oh. Today's sponsor for this very special episode with the lead attorney, America's number one meal kit. Absolutely, y'all. Check it out. Each HelloFresh box, y'all. Let me tell you, you got to get it. It's packed with the farm fresh ingredients. And everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Facts. Now, this is the thing. My HelloFresh, all right? I'm going to tell you. My, I'll just whip out my kit on my very special date nights at the crib. Because, yes. you know, listen, over 45 variety of options and recipes that you can whip up. So, me, back in the day, I used to have it whipped up. We used to go ahead and get that Netflix and chill popping. Yeah. But this is the thing. I'm, I'm a bit more mature now. Okay, a bit more mature. Okay, <laughs> so I don't just cook to flex. I cook because I want to revamp my healthy eating habits. Yeah, see, and, and me, I, I hate shopping, but I love a home-cooked meal. So the thing about me is HelloFresh really saves me the time and the money family so we can have some healthy home-cooked meals without me being all up in them grocery stores. 
So let HelloFresh save you time and energy yeah. by giving all of their subscribers, this is really nuts, free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy an absolutely free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. This is very special. Yeah, so this is what y'all got to do, y'all. Go ahead and go to HelloFresh.com slash initiate free. All right, and just use the code initiate free for free breakfast for the rest of your life. All right, so one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash initiate free with code initiate free facts guys and that link is posted everywhere we got the link posted and pinned in the comments in the description and uh in the chat everything yes so you guys got it in there and pop it off and uh we are still uh go ahead just re- let's redrop those links for the family I'm gonna drop to come the link, but let's get that hotline popping i'm ready for that Yes. We, we, well, actually, we need to redrop the hotline. Let me. I'm gonna go ahead and drop it in there first. And while we getting that warmed up, answer that question for the people though first. Um, yes, uh, lead attorney, because they're trying to get into your business. They want to see. K-N. They want to see where you stand. This special yeah. is from KN too. She want our moderator. So when she asks a question, it's serious. She want to know. Much love, KN. Are you pro marriage or are you pro divorce? Shout out to KN. She here in Atlanta. Where she at? K can drop Ken. where you at. Drop I don't where you even at. know where you at, Ken. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> you know you're defeated, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, K. No, K where let, you at, K? Let me tell you. Um, as a 20 year divorce attorney, I will, I will absolutely tell you, and as a man who's been divorced myself, I will tell you that I am pro marriage. Now, there are a lot of reasons to get married. Uh, most people just think about the love reason. Uh, and there, there are a lot of reasons that I've seen doing these divorces for 20 years. But I will also tell you that I am extremely pro-divorce. Um, I, I view, especially when I was um, representing, you know, certain men in these situations, especially these white men, shout out to our white brothers. You know, what I noticed so many times is that they would have this, um, this sense of obligation, this sense of duty, this sense of responsibility. Uh, that you didn't necessarily see so much with other races, other men. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Respond, like duty, as far as what goes? As far as their marriage and, and, and staying married, even though that they were being abused, even though they were not having sex with their wives for six, eight, 10 years, couldn't even get a blowjob, even though uh, the, the woman was disrespecting him in front of the kids, they would refuse to file a divorce. And sometimes when these women, of course, these women will always file uh, divorces against these men once they end up sucking them dry um, financially and emotionally, I would view that that divorce is almost saving that man. Because even though that man was in this terrible marriage for, let's say, 12 years, he could have been in that terrible marriage for 30 and that would have been his life, you know, working at a job that he didn't like and then coming home to hell. This divorce would save him. Now, he's not going to look at it that way, especially while he's going to go. He's going through it. You know, he's getting all of his assets taken away, his kids taken away. You know, divorce is extremely an extremely emotional uh, process. I think um, studies show that it's it's akin in that first year of a divorce. It's akin to, to losing a um a family member in your immediate family. I mean, that's the level of trauma. But divorce can actually save people. It can save women too. There are a lot of women who are in abusive relationships, abusive marriages, 
marriages that they're only in primarily because they have kids and there's a financial dependence there. And if they could separate and get away from the man, get these kids away from that man, their lives would be so much better off. So a lot of times this nation will 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 pressure people to view a divorce as a failed marriage when in actuality it could be the one thing that saves a person's life or saves the person's happiness in their entire life. Uh, so I don't see anything wrong with getting married under certain conditions. Um, and those conditions are going to change depending on who your spouse is. But I also don't see any any problem at all in, in divorcing. I mean, that's a very interesting take, too. Yeah, I've just seen so much hardship, so much suffering. Men will suffer for years and stay in a fucked up marriage. Usually, you you know, you really don't hear about the men. Well, if you you do hear about them staying, but it's not the the fucked up part that come with. You don't really hear about that, like the the men's plight in the marriage that they unsatisfied with. Usually, you hear about the woman's plight in the unsatisfied That's marriage. Exactly right. You will yeah. never hear about men's pain. The only way you can hear about what that man is going through is to be his best friend, yeah, or a bartender. That's it. Yeah, maybe a coworker. But you're not going to hear it on a national scale. You're not going to really see these TikToks with men crying like you see these women crying on TikTok all the time. Men, you know, they're much more reserved, much less communicative. Suffering silence. Yes. Let's see if we can yes. get one of those men. Guys, if you're an initiate and you are a, a, a male, uh, you know, one of our brothers, I want you to call in if you've had some experience, some turmoil. Or if you were in TLA, they yeah. here too. Or you're in TLA, yeah. Specifically, you had some turmoil specifically from a marriage that you were, I would say, stuck in. Or a divorce <clears throat> that was just ugly and nasty. I really want our ladies, listeners, to get a perspective from the men and also men to see from other men kind of that's what, the key yeah what yeah. things can yes. really happen when you get in the trenches having to fight for your marriage having to fight for the for the kids so uh fight to win so what i'm doing you know is what i'm mean? putting i'm putting <clears throat> i'm putting a link in here for us family so go ahead y'all can come backstage and uh join because this is the time of the show we do talk to the family so y'all can come up anybody here in the chat can come join us anybody here in the chat so that link is there so feel free to come up here just click that link come backstage and you will join the conversation but you know what was so interesting about what you just said hmm. you actually stated something that i've never heard you said that you saw just over the span and time of your career that it was the white brothers that had a deeper affinity to take or i guess a, a deeper pain tolerance in their relationships to stay and thug it out through some pain. Why is that? I don't know. And I can only speak from my experience as a person in the South. You know, white men in the South are probably different than, you know, some men in, in other parts of the nation. But these white men down here, they are really about, you know, family. And I don't know whether it's a societal pressure. I know a lot of their parents and, and family have to do with it. But they will really take these vows seriously when their counterparts so many times will not. You know, these white women, wow. they'll get up out of that thing. You know, <laughs> as soon as they're able to make sure that they're going to be secure financially, they'll yeah. get up out. And, you know, 
they these these white men they just they won't do it. They will suffer and suffer and suffer. Now, so to, just to be fair, interesting. Some, yeah, some of it is about this duty and relationship. Some of it is fear that they're going to lose their ass. You know, they're going to lose their assets. They're going to lose their their um their kids. They're going to lose their property. So a lot of it is the fear. Uh, sometimes they're older, so maybe they're overweight or this or that, and they don't want the, to to start over that prospect of, oh, I got to start over and I'm not in shape and I don't look good. I let myself go. I don't have any time. It's it's an amalgamation. It's a combination of so many things. But I have seen just in my practice, uh, our, our white brothers just endure situations that, you know, the, our African-American brothers, Hispanic brothers, they, I got to get up out of here. They, they ain't going to do it. That is really interesting. That's really I've never heard anyone break it down like that before. Yeah. But you notice that there is a different level of um I guess for lack of better words, uh allegiance to marriage based upon, you know, different people's culture and their relationship with marriage. Yeah. And you can expand that, you know, if you want to look at you know, the Indian culture in terms of, you know, these arranged marriages. Yeah. You know, they, they really ain't getting divorced. They just gonna deal with it. They're gonna rot it out. You know, the cultural part that you brung up is so important. And the pain tolerance, that phrase is super on point as well. Pain tolerance being different in different cultures. And you know, it needs to be said that people get married for so many different reasons. When the person asks me, Am I pro-marriage or pro-divorce? What they're really asking is you know, pro-marriage or pro-divorce in the sense of marrying for love. But they're not talking about getting married because they're in the military and they get extra benefits. They're not talking about getting married because the dude is 80 years old and has $168 million. They're not talking about getting married so that they can get their green card and their United States citizenship. There, there's so many reasons to get married. Oh, you know, my parents are traditional and they want me to have a, a child so they can have a grandchild. That's, that's the whole point of, of family in our <laughs> culture. So I got to get married so I can appease my parents and have this kid that they've been wanting for so long. Wow. People, people don't see the, the myriad of reasons why people get married. If people understood that, you know, there are so many reasons to get married, they would look at divorce differently. Uh, some of these marriages were were never intended to to last forty years. That that wasn't wow. That wasn't what it was supposed to be about. Interesting, very interesting perspective. And it's gonna be just one of them days where you just gotta motivate the people to come on back there and join the conversation. It always takes that one person to go ahead and pop it off. For wow. us to go about join, it it always takes that one. Uh, and we people, finally we finally got one brother back here. We got okay, we got a brother. Yeah, so we finally okay. got one brother back here. So big shout out yeah. to my brother AC back here that just came in. We're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get you brought up to the stage. AC, welcome to the show, brother. Go ahead and unmute your mic so and, we can chop it up. And we can do this. Shout out to AC. Shout out to AC for we we're gonna pick somebody, one of one of our call-ins. We're gonna pick a very special person to send one of the Harley initiated dating card decks. The so, Harley in love deck? Yeah. You gonna send yeah, them? Okay. Yeah. How That'd about this? That'd be good. We're gonna give a, we're gonna give one person here a free Harley in love deck tonight. Absolutely. So check it out here. Welcome to the show, AC. How you feeling, brother? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Big dog, you're a Falcons fan. 
Die hard, man, but hey, it's hard to be a Falcons fan. You already know that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know it. Hey, you talk about UGA, man. Hey, and I'm a diehard Bulldogs fan too, so yeah, you already know what I'm right there. <laughs> it's the red, black, and white, baby. You hey, know. do me a favor, AC. Give us a good, uh, a, a good idea where you're from, man. Give us your, uh, your location, your age, and then move into your question, brother. Sounds good. All right, so my name is uh, AC Allen Combs, actually. Um, uh, from Georgia, I actually grew up in South Georgia, been Atlanta for about 20 years, uh, recently divorced, two years in, uh, divorce, and shouts out to the attorney that y'all have on the platform today. Um, luckily, I was able to have a good uh, divorce attorney in my situation, so um, I definitely wanted to chime in and uh, kind of shed some light on what I experienced in, in, in the topic that you guys got going on today. So thanks for having me. I, I'm in the Loganville area, um, north northeast Atlanta. Okay. So shouts out to you guys. Shout out to you, man. Appreciate you calling in. Yes, so what, what, what's up? Tell us what's on your mind. So uh, the reason I wanted to chime in, man, is because, you know, it, it, it really is true that the plight of the black man or the man, I say not black man, but the man, uh, that goes, uh, that comes with divorce and trauma. Uh, it's it's really tough, man, because, you know, I am pro-marriage, um, but just like the attorney on the platform said, uh, I'm pro-divorce too, because I could have been one of those guys that would have suffered in a miserable marriage uh, for the sake of my kids, for the sake of my family, um, you know, and I'm thankful that divorce did take place and that I did not fight because I was served papers and I didn't even know the papers were coming. Uh, but when they did come, I'm like, you know what, Lord, this is my way out. And I just, I got an attorney like three days later and I, I did what I had to do. And, you know, the thing is, is we do suffer in silence as men, you know, uh, because we are, and, and I know you mentioned that, you know, most, white counterparts they they do that duty but i think we all as men have a duty when it comes to marriage and family like we're that beam we're that support system for the family all that weight falls on us as men you know so for me i was one of those i came from a, a background where my dad didn't have a high school education but taught me how to work so all i knew was how to work provide for my family you know my mom never suffered for anything me and my brother never suffered for anything because my dad came from a hard work. You know, he, he was a hard worker. So that's all I knew was work, 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 work. But I was in a marriage where, you know, there was six month, eight month stints of no sex. Mm -hmm. There was. And how long were you married, by the way? 12 years. Wow. 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 Yeah. And, six, and, and those stints were obviously out of your hand. Was she withholding the sex away from you? It was more it, it was more of a control tactic, but it was also too that uh, we didn't have that communication. We didn't we didn't have those communication lines that we needed to have. So some of the big things that were going on, whether it was finances, whether it was, you know, family issues, you know, we didn't really talk about those things as as a unit, you mm -hmm. know, and that's why I tell anybody who's married, be intentional with your marriage, have meetings, have business meetings, because marriage is to be honest and you'll see this when you go through a divorce the person you marry is not the person that you divorce it becomes a business right mm. so treat that marriage as a business as you're going through uh have meetings have those tough conversations 
um, you know, talk about things, plan things out, say, hey, you know what, I'm lacking. It's, it's been two months. We haven't had sex. What's going on? You know, have those conversations to kind of save uh, the detriment because if you don't, it's, it's going to come. And, you know, I think for me, what what caused the divorce was it was infidelity on my part at the end. But that wasn't that wasn't the the reason for the divorce. It was more of the things that led to infidelity. And and those are the things that I'm speaking of now is, you know, two people kind of being in a marriage and really operating as individuals. I wow. get nah, I feel wow. that. But and, AC. and AC, just for context, we had a couple people ask, How old are you? Forty six. Forty six. Got you. Okay. And you you was married for, for twelve years. Uh, when did you actually jump into the marriage? Uh, do the math. Yeah, I guess what 32, 33. Um, yeah, but we, we, we actually dated for four or five years before I proposed. And, and that's another thing, you know, you think about it when it comes to marriage, should it take that long? Should it take that long to, to propose to the, the, the person that you, you know, you, you should be with or two people that should be together? You, you know, should it take that long? You know, and let me ask you, is that, do you think there's anything kind of reflecting back on it? Do you think there's anything during the ma marriage that you or she could have done prior to all those things being led up to that could have kept you guys married? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I, I really think it's really important to keep outsiders out of your marriage. You know, she came from a big family. I come from a small family. I was kind of inundated in her family. It's a different culture. Uh, which these are all beautiful things, but when it's one-sided, you know, one thing I would have wanted to do differently was keep everybody out of your business. You know, um, it's, it's very important when you're, when you're married, uh, you have to have those meetings. You have to have that, that union amongst each other to kind of keep things solid. Because when you get all these different opinions in your marriage and everything, like it really takes a toll. Yeah, let me just jump in there. You know, what he's saying is it's so right. Um, but at the same time, it's not realistic. And it shows what what men do and what women do. We put our narratives on the other person and our needs on the other person. You know, he was saying that it's so important to keep things silent. Uh, most women don't operate that way. Women don't really operate in silence. Women are more of a collective. They're more communal they're 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 more communicative women love to talk you know and, and they love to express themselves they're super emotional and it would be a man to say oh well you know we need to to keep things in-house keep things silent if we kept things silent then things would work and that could absolutely be true that could absolutely be true but we have to understand that we're not marrying typically men we're marrying women and they come as they are. This is kind of like the Jonathan Major saying, Jonathan Major's telling this white woman, hey, I need you to be like Coretta Scott King. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I need you to be silent with our problems, even though the lady is a woman, even though she's from a big family. And this is the type of thing that 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 men do. And it's, it's a mistake. And Lord knows I've done it in my relationships, wanting women to have more of a man's rationality, more of a man's logic. Like, I understand this. Why don't you understand this? Like, you know, but it's, 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 it's the problem of acceptance and we are, we are not going to be able to change 
these these women. We would have to find a woman who maybe is from a small family, or maybe she doesn't like her family, or maybe she's from a big family, but she does. She just doesn't talk. <laughs> so maybe she don't like. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are a lot of people who don't. Families, families deep, right? But, but I see what you're saying. But finding that woman that's not going pretty much be putting your your business out for whatever reason. Exactly. But I'm telling you, you you look for a woman like that, you could be looking for many years um, because women are going to want to express themselves. It's just in their nature. Yeah. Um, can you find a woman who's a mute and doesn't want to talk about her feelings? Yes. But most women are going to want to talk about their feelings. So even but but I'm not saying that AC is wrong. You know, when you start telling your family members, your mom and your dad, oh, he did this to me, he did that to me. Well, then when he shows up at Thanksgiving, what's what's the tone? You know, you're, you're, you're mm. telling these, you know, this woman will tell her family member stuff on a Thursday, then she'll make up on Friday, but then the family members will still be mad, you know, three years later. And so what he's saying is exactly right in that it, it absolutely has consequences. But we need to know as men that these are the dangers of, of, of these types of relationships. You know, many women, most women will want to communicate about their problems. That's how they feel better. That's how therapists stay in. You know, these 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 women, man, they'll go to the same therapist Tuesdays and Thursdays for eight years, right? <laughs> like, you're not cured yet? No, <laughs> because the cure is the talking. The cure is the expression of my feelings. You know, I've got all this stuff going on in me. I need to talk it out so I can think about this clearly. But, you know, women put our narratives on us and we put our, our narratives on women and marriage is super tough for 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 that reason and you know i want to i want to tell ac that i'm super glad that he did uh commit infidelity number one because men have needs whoa, whoa hold on hold on yeah. <laughs> oh, let's go there wow. let's go there. yes I'm, i want to hear this right here hold on wait wow and put look put, put ac on the screen big <laughs> AC. Put AC on the screen. That's okay. Okay, run it back hold on right, wait right. run it's like the, we, can, we need to yeah. i need to stretch on that one yeah sound yeah Hold on, wait, please let, let, let me hear this. Let me hear this. Break this one down. Listen, I I am I am aware of the issues that infidelity can can cause. All right. Especially in a marriage when there are children and it can absolutely tear up a home. I am not in favor of a man sacrificing, you know, 30 or 40 years of his life for the woman or the kids. The kids are going to be fine. Um, if you get a divorce and you're going to see your kids and you're going to support your kids and your kids are going to go to school the next day and they're going to be surrounded by kids whose parents are also divorced. Kids are super resilient. Divorce is super common. Your kids are going to be fine. So then why are you sacrificing the last, you know, 10, 20, 30 years of your life? Well, because you don't want to break up this marriage to this woman who is not giving you sex. Why isn't she giving you sex? It could be for a number of reasons. It could be maybe her hormones are off. Maybe she's going through menopause or maybe she doesn't like you. Uh, maybe something's going on with her body where it hurts. It could be for a number of reasons. Um, but let's, let's just assume that that she's using it, this sex, as AC said, for control. She's trying to control you. She's trying to punish you. She's trying to influence your actions. This is not a person who you should be married to, period. Yeah. Now, AC was saying, hey, there's a lot of black men as well that feel this same type of obligation and who would not normally leave a marriage. And he's absolutely right. 
lot of black men, a lot of Hispanic men, a lot of Asian men will stay in a, a terrible marriage. And, you know, and if this is AC's case, he, he could say it, but the fact that he got caught cheating, if he didn't cheat, he might be in this terrible marriage today, not having had sex for the last two, three years of his life. Mm. That is not what he should go through. That is not what I want for him. No person on earth should want that for him. Or any, yeah, or anybody. Or anybody. So the fact that he did something to allow her to initiate the divorce that he was not strong enough or he didn't feel capable enough to do himself, and now he's in a better place, that the catalyst of that was the, the infidelity. Mm. Thank the Lord he cheated in a lot of ways that could have saved his life. AC, wow. AC, hey, your, your, your wife did. Um, she was the one that initiated the divorce, correct? She did. She did, and 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 I'm I'm thankful for that to this day. Like exactly. I said, it's two years in, in the making, and I'm going through the transition of you know not seeing my kids every day. I'm a hands-on dad, um, but the courts got it right. They got it right. You know, I get my kids every other weekend. Have a good relationship. I actually spend more quality time with my kids than I feel she does. But I do want to I do want to mention this because you guys have a great topic going on right now. Um, <clears throat> there's different types, and I know we were talking about Jonathan Majors and abuse and everything like that. There's different levels of abuse in relationships, and one of those abuse is financial abuse, right? And men fall victim to financial abuse a lot, and I think it's it's really. Um, underrated like it, it really needs to be brought to the spotlight you know you talk about a man who wants to provide for his family and be that being be that support be that provider uh but we live in a day and time where you know if that man falls short in corporate america or whatever you know you you need a strong woman a partner beside you right and if that's not the case that may not be for every man but i i, I do want to highlight the fact that financial abuse abuse does exist so when we're talking about you know and and, and shouts out to this attorney who said you know yeah you should have you know a lot of people are not going to understand that right because infidelity is not the, the that's that's not the way right but sometimes you have to do something to kind of say hey i'm trying to express my needs you know you communicate first you talk um, but then when it happens and, and, and there was multiple cases of infidelity in my case in a 12 year stint. And for me, I came, <laughs> I came out of a marriage where she was okay with the previous infidelities. It was one particular infidelity that kind of just rocked the boat for us. So it made me at year nine, 10, 11 realize Am I being financially abused here? Because you're okay with infidelity from this woman, that woman, whatever. But this particular, oh, it's too close to home. And I say oh, that. AC was off the chain. Yeah, yeah. No, AC, yeah. hold on now, hold on. I, I think see. the story, the, the, the yeah. true, the true heart of the matter is coming out right yeah. now. <laughs> No, he so went from it, a victim the, to, yeah, to yeah, it was a player. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hit that slayer over there for AC real quick. 
I want to keep AC up, but I also I want to bring on sister, uh, the, the sister in the chat because I just want to see if she has a difference of opinion or what the situation is. Okay, so maybe we move AC to the to the to the backstage. We bring the sister on, and, and we so, yeah, of- hold tight, AC. We're gonna move you on. I want to hear sister Yanni on this one here because sister Yanni been waiting pa- patiently back here. Sister Yanni, come on to the stage. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Unmute your home. You got to unmute your mic, sweetheart, so we can hear your thoughts Sorry. on this one. What up, sister? Hello. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I hope everyone has a, a beautiful new year. Um, I'm just, I really appreciate this because I have a friend who, you know, he was, you know, still dealing with um a legal, you know, marriage, you know, I call it on paper, um, where the wife had left you know abandoned the marriage 15 years ago um, 2015 and due to um the the church due to the church family um you know making him feel guilty about even filing for divorce there are so many men out here who they feel a, a a whole lot of pressure if they don't have a biblical reason for divorce. You know, a lot of the uh, premarital counselors they don't even sit and tell these young men. I'm a I'm a mother of one girl, three boys, and I feel as though as I have it's my responsibility to warn them, prepare them for things that can happen to them if a marriage does not work. You know. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, it's so important because you see, you find when we old and I'm 41 now, single mother, I'm about to retire. Um, I want to be an attorney, um, for, to fight for children, children's advocacy, but I'm a New York city police sergeant. And the thing I, I see a lot of young men, they're not taught because they, they just feel, okay, I have to provide, I have to protect, but there's other things you have to protect yourself. Know your worth when you are younger as a young child and know that you are valuable as well because not everybody that you marry is somebody that God has brought to you, you know? And then when they find themselves in court, um, like you said, we don't see their tears, you know? But we have, like you said, certain people who they trust with their information, but they don't, you know, they suffer in silence. They hold it in and they feel like, okay, well, if I, I, I shouldn't file, I shouldn't be the first one to file for divorce because the church says you shouldn't be the one first one to file for divorce. And then you look like, you know, you are, um, you know, they shun you. It's, it's just not spoken of. If you look on YouTube, there's so many conversations that the church does not have, that they go around. They avoid this conversation. And this is so necessary. This is so important. This is so valuable. And I really thank y'all because this gives men a voice. This gives men um hope. They This gives men an outlet for for men like you to let them know that they do have a voice, that they do matter as well. And I appreciate y'all for this. Thank you, Sister Yanni. I, I appreciate you. you as well. Okay. Mm, yes. Yes, man. So let's actually, Thank you know, you. so let, let's actually get back to it here because um, when it comes down to it, here, here's my thing, Lee, because I, w- I want to hear your thoughts on this. Because first of all, I can't say I think infidelity is good in a marriage, and here's why. Just from, from a logical perspective, I do think it puts you at a disadvantage when it comes to you know the. Um, consideration of alimony, of child support, of you being able to have the the pretty much the whole outcome or the verdict of what could happen. A lot of times that infidelity is typically weaponized against you in any level of a verdict. Two, a lot of these guys too, when they're in a bad marriage and they're cheating and they're going after the infidelity, a lot of times the infidelity, again, like the brother said, it's really a symptom of, of another problem. 
and it doesn't really give them real any level of happiness or reprieve. It's just it just keeps them on the hamster wheel a little bit longer so they can keep going and they really stay in the issue because they really don't address the issue. They're really just addressing the symptom that they may not be happy. The sex or the side chick becomes a bit of dope. They hit the dope. They catch a little high, get enough high, a little numbness just to come right back to it back into that misery and if you're miserable she's probably also miserable as well so my issue is we didn't really solve the issue and i don't know if infidelity ever really improves the the nature of things if anything like you said he just wasn't strong enough to go ahead and pull out the 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 marriage and all together which i think is a separate issue in itself infidelity i don't know if infidelity necessarily helped the marriage in that case, it was the catalyst of the divorce, which should have happened a long time ago. But the brother should have just bowed out if it was that bad or any other brother. But I, I mean, do you really see infidelity, you know, improving the relationship in cases? Yeah, I don't really agree with either one of those points. Uh, your first point about. Um, in making the, the verdict or the outcome worse yeah. when infidelity is involved. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It used to be a thing. I had a friend who's all he's, he's older than me. Maybe he's like 70, 70, 75. He's an old attorney. And uh, <laughs> he he was married. He was making a ton of money, black dude. He was making a ton of money back in the 80s. And uh, he started cheating on his wife. Well, uh, she filed a divorce. And when she came into the courtroom, she came in uh in a wheelchair being let in by a nurse and she is covering all these bandages and everything. She had like stage four cancer. Mm. So this white judge is looking at this, this brother's older this brother who was cheating on his wife who had stage four cancer. And that judge lit his ass up, basically gave her everything, everything mm. that was back in the day though. In 2020, 21, 22, 23, 15, Judges are used to cheating. Judges see cheating all the time. You might be surprised how much people are cheating and how much uh, uh, how much of that there is in a divorce. And even, you know, it's so common even during the divorce process. If I'm married for 10 years, my wife divorces me. You know, we haven't been having sex, let's say, in the last six months. I get the divorce papers. The divorce might take a year, a year and a half. Am I supposed to wait a year and a year and a half when I haven't had sex in the last six months? No, maybe I made a friend, maybe somebody from from back in the day. I start having sex. Technically, that's cheating. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? If that's, I'm not talking about po once divorce is filed. Technically, technically, you're right. That's cheating. But I'm I'm more so talking about prior to divorce. Even, even prior, even prior, you would be surprised how judges don't really bat an eye unless it's like egregious, egregious. For example, if you've got a guy who's cheating with multiple prostitutes and not using protection and now the wife has you know some incurable std that's a whole nother thing yeah or you know the 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 husband has all these prostitutes and bringing the prostitutes home in front of the kids oh my god that's that a happens? whole nother jesus oh, christ it's just tough out here but if you're talking about Snake. a guy who's making you know 175,000 a year and he's traveling around and every now and then, you know, at the, you know, holiday inn or something, he'll invite, you know, some hooker over. Judges, judges see that all the time. So it's not like they're going to crush you for, for infidelity these days. So that's, that's really not a thing. Wow. Uh, it used to be, but not anymore.
Uh, it's just that they just see it's done so often. It's so common. Technically, That's it's scary. one of the faster. It's one of the. It's one of the fast. It's one facet that the judges can consider. But unless it's something super egregious, everybody's cheating in these dang divorces. Um, I so just dropped a poll on this before you continue. I dropped mm-hmm. a poll because this is some really triggering stuff we're talking about right now. Oh yeah, is there ever? A valid reason to cheat in a relationship, guys. Is there yes. ever a valid reason to cheat? Every T- TLA nation put yes in the poll. <laughs> right, right. So check this out. So me personally, I, I don't think it is, but I'm 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 open to hearing this out because so I got the three options. Yes, if you aren't satisfied, which sounds like you saying is that is that a valid reason if they aren't satisfied? Um, it's it's a it's a more nuanced reason, but yeah. Okay, okay, it's part of it. Second choice, yes, if the marriage is over. Is that, is that all right? The marriage is over. It, it ain't over. officially over, but it's over. Um, I did actually, I did a, actually a whole video on this. So I'm, I'm, I'm scared to kind of put my my answer in in these black or white terms okay, because okay. it's a pretty nuanced it's a pretty nuanced answer. But there is absolutely, I think, a time for men to be able to cheat and i've thought about this a lot what about is it is it like do you feel like is it different for women do you feel like if a woman cheats is it different on that regard yes it is different okay it is different you know the factors where 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 i would say a man should be allowed to cheat and this is theoretical right because if a man cheats i mean gonna get a divorce it's gonna be fine either way is that number one there's a marriage number two the woman is withholding sex all right number three and all these have to be present. Mm-hmm. The man is paying the majority of the bills. All right. Mm. So he's 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 carrying his weight. He's paying the majority of bills and he's not mistreating her. Number four, the woman is not having sex with him, even though she's physically able to. She's just unwilling for whatever reason, her body, her choice. Right. right. But she just refuses to have sex with him. And you could say that's a year, three years, five years. And the fifth thing, and this is the most important thing, and this is what your second point was missing. Mm-hmm. They have to have kids. They have to have kids. You you heard what AC did, and I did a whole video on this like a year ago. So you can find it on my channel. But what AC said was he is in the transition phase now of learning to live without his kids every day. And that's what people like you and you, you don't, you don't understand the infidelity part. Y'all think it's just about sex. But... No, you have to understand that if a woman files for divorce against you, it's more likely than not that you're not going to be able to see your kids every day. Now, I don't know if y'all have kids and y'all are used to seeing them every day, but if you talk to a man who has kids and is used to seeing them every single day on the one hand and knows that if he files for divorce, his bond with his children is going to be lessened purely by the extent that he has less frequency with his kids. You know, it hurt my heart to hear him say, yeah, I went from, I'm transitioning from every day. Now he says he gets to see him every other weekend. How many days are in a weekend? Two. All right. Every other weekend. How many days is that in a month? Four. Eight. Yeah, or no, every other weekend. Every other. Every other. He went from 30 days to four. Insane. Now there's going to be some holidays, but think about it. This is what you guys aren't considering. And I don't know if y'all have kids or not, but thinking about think about growing up with these kids, the investment. Y'all remember when I was, we were talking about Jonathan Majors, right? And he didn't want to throw that white girl away because they had been dating and whatever investments that he had in her, the time and whatnot. He didn't want to start out anything new, so he's putting up a crazy stuff. Yeah, the investments in that white girl. Imagine the investments that you make in your kids, 
and you go from 30 days to four days, 30 days to six days, right? So that's on the one hand. On the other hand, you've been denied sex by a woman who simply doesn't want to give you sex. She's willing. She's unwilling. She's able. It's not like if she's in a car accident and she can't give you sex, you got to take the L on that. Yeah. But she's able to, but unwilling. And you're supposed to live like that for eight months, 18 months, 28 months. This is why having the kids is so important, because if you don't have kids, you should not cheat. If you don't have any kids, you should just divorce, just divorce. But if you have kids, you are putting you guys are saying there's no reason for infidelity. You guys are putting men in a situation where they have to choose to mm. not have sex for the rest of their life or choose the transition from 30 days with their kids to four days or six days. And I think that's unfair for you guys to put men in that situation. Now, let me ask you this, because um, and, and, and by the way, just so I understand, those were the guys that you pretty much stated was the when those four five things are present, that pretty much is the most justifiable reason that a man should be able to cheat with it pretty much being uh, relatively ethical. In that in, way, in my mind, as a thought experiment, yes, yeah. this is not something that you, you're gonna hear in a fucking no, I get it. No, I get <laughs> yes. it. That's what because me and, and, and it, right, <laughs> I got kids, your honor, but yes, you know, if you are withholding sex for years and it's either me tolerate that or me lose my kids, and I had like AC that said I have to transition, no, 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 I, I refuse to, to tell men to put up with that. Either you lose your kids or you lose your libido. No, because it's 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 something that that's in her in her hands. She's unwilling to. She's able, but you don't have any control. You just have to be the recipient. You just have to be the victim. I'm against that wholeheartedly. Now, if you don't have kids, I don't think you should cheat. I think you should get a divorce. If you do have kids, but she's willing to have sex, and maybe she got fat, or maybe she's overweight because of the kids, and you don't want her anymore. You want to trade her in for a new model. I don't think that's justified. You know, she's supposed to get older. Her hormones are supposed to change. Her body's supposed to change, especially after these kids. The two most important fact, and or she's unwilling to have sex with you because you're slapping her or you're getting drunk and you're mistreating her or you haven't had a job in 36 months and she's paying all the bills. How's she going to want to cheat with you? You have to, I mean, she want to have sex with you. You have to be doing your part. But if you are doing all of these things and still she doesn't want to have sex with you and you're faced with a proposition of seeing your kids four days, four days a month, six days a month. Mm -mm. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to tell men they have to live like that. I will never tell men they have to live like that. So the willingness to, to, to have sex, the woman's willingness to have sex and you having kids and not are the major contending factors. And if you should be looking for a divorce or not. I mean, yes, men are always going to consider that. Men are always going to consider the amount of sex that they're yeah. having. They're always going to consider their kids. Always a strong is a strong is a strong word because there are some men who don't give a shit about their kids. Now, but, you, go ahead. You, you gave us the the I think three or four different scenarios that there might be, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, I think the last one was, hey, you haven't had a job in thirty six months. How can you, you know, you're not doing your part? How can you expect her to be willing to have sex with you? How many when you get these cases? How many of them are this guy is coming with it? He's a great husband. He's a great dude, great father, and he's not getting sex or versus this dude is not pulling his weight in some category. So the woman is not giving him sex. Um, 
there's always going to be a misconception as to what the man is doing mm. that he thinks he should have sex and what the woman feels like he shouldn't have sex. And I also wanted to ask AC about this because he started talking about all this financial abuse. And I'll be honest, you really don't see financial abuse as a big topic for men. You really see it with women, especially when they have these damn kids because uh, kids cost a lot of money and, you know, so it was interesting for me to hear him say that as a man. I, I wanted to kind of get a little bit into that because you really don't hear men talking about financial abuse so much because financial abuse is, is typically seen in the sense of I'm married to a woman. She doesn't work. I, because she doesn't work, She's a, I give her a credit card. She's the authorized user on my credit card. She pisses me off. You know what I do? Cut that thing off. I give her an allowance. She's not having sex the way that I like, or or I come home and she's not um, she hasn't cleaned the house. No allowance for you this week. Wow. She has a car, and she can move around. I got I put insurance in the car, give her gas money. Uh, she pisses me off. I take the keys. That's typically like a financial abuse type of thing. And I'll be honest, men are typically not the recipients of that. If he's the recipient of that, then that's interesting. But that opens up another door as to why does why is this woman making so much more money than you why don't you have your own money because if you are a man and you are a husband and you don't have your own money that's a whole another issue right there yeah. right that might be the reason all <laughs> rip you're not having sex wow we gotta yeah. get ac back on ac, AC. go ahead and call. we gotta listen we got AC. some concerns bro right? hey bring your ass <laughs> yeah. back on here AC. Right? and this you is explaining to do because he gave us the story i was really with him first i'm like yeah. man it's no good woman but then he talking about she was cool with all the other things. <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, my man, he done lost me with that one. But AC, I'm curious. I still want to hit the other side though. AC said, I'm a player for life. Yeah. Right. If if you are not working, I mean, just 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 try to lose your job for three days and come home, maybe on the couch, and see if your wife don't come in talking about some. Did you did you did you see any job openings for today? She's gonna give you three days. If you still at home on the third day, every single day after that, did you look for a job? Do you got any interviews lined up? Every single day. It is important for women wow. that their men work. And so it's interesting when he was talking about the financial abuse. I didn't understand that because I'll be honest, you do not typically see that for against men. Now, if I married Oprah, which I would do, no prenup. Oh, <laughs> you know, I piss Oprah off and Oprah's like, hey. Lee, I'm, I'm not going to give you the private jet tonight. That's financial abuse. I can't afford to get it on my own, right? Uh, but that that's me marrying Oprah. But is Oprah going to marry me? No, because Oprah's smart. It's usually <laughs> the men who are, who are marrying to someone who's on a lesser economic level than them. So, you know, men typically marry a woman who's earning less than them, right? Or you yeah. could look at it the other way. Women typically marry someone who's earning more. So if the woman is, if you're earning more than the woman, how is she financially abusing you? Now, it could be the case back in the day in the 70s and the 80s, men would get that check, come home and give the whole thing to her and the woman would distribute the money. So maybe he's given his wife his entire paycheck and she's not giving him the allowance or she's controlling his money. But that's another issue. I mean, mm. you know, is that is that like something that you when you speak to to clients or kind of just when you speak to, you know, advocate for men, are you telling them that they should be looking for a woman who can potentially provide the same um, level of economic uh, benefit? 
Yes. Oh, really? Lord, yes. It will protect you in so many ways, wow. especially if you don't want to stand on business and get a prenup. You know, if I marry a woman who's making $300,000 a year, I am way more protected than if I marry a woman making 30000 a year. Because, you know, the YouTube money is more than 300000 let's be honest, but I'm not going to get hit over the head with alimony like I would if she was making 30000 um, men would do so well to marry someone more or less on their level, more even to date on their level. If you could, if you could date a woman that has something to lose, that's again, going back to DJ academics problem, this woman's pulling out knives and she's getting, you know, drug out of his house, butt naked by the cops. And the cops are trying to, to press charges against her. He doesn't want to do it. He married a woman with nothing to lose. She was stealing from her. She's wait, who is that again? A DJ, DJ Academics girlfriend. Oh wow! According to him, she stole. She went into his safes and sold half a million dollars. Like um, imagine being, and she's, they're still like you know still together. So it's like, um, why are you, why are you with some of these women and allow them to do this? Oh, that's just yeah, that's weird. You know, so and at at any rate, the financial abuse issue that kind of caught my ear because I, I will be honest, that's that's rarer uh, uh, seen against men. It's not impossible. And apparently this brother went through it. Wow. But you normally don't see it. Women don't like to marry men who make significantly less than them. They just don't like it. So if a, if a man marries a woman and she's more or less on his level, then if he's at a higher level, she has a lot to lose. And if you're a man and you're dating someone or you're going to get engaged or marry, you always want to deal with people who have a lot to lose. You want your business partners to have a lot to lose. You want your friends to have a lot to lose. Everybody in your life besides your kids basically should have a lot to lose. Because if you're dealing with people who have a lot to lose, those are those are the most dangerous people on earth. The ones that don't have anything to lose. Yes. You know, and it's, in it's interesting you brought up um the um financial abuse. That was um really great context on that. Uh, because I wasn't really sure where he was going with that or what it, what it uh, actually meant. So you brought some good context to that. And AC, you can come back in here and, and stand on business because, you know, we're <laughs> we, uh, we making some assumptions in here about what's going on. So you, you, you uh, this is this here for you and anybody else, actually, because I kind of want to keep the family involved in these conversations. I, I like where we're going with this. So anybody else can still jump in here. But what I want to ask. Because it's, a, it's such a difference of a, I mean, it's. The poll. How's the poll doing yeah, right I'm gonna, now? I'm going to drop the poll, but it's a very, it's a difference of opinion with the chat. The mm -hmm. men are like, yeah, he's absolutely right. And the women was like, I don't know about this. Tell one. the women to come up. Yes. Yeah, so I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear kind of why it's such a difference in how we perceive and what, what this message the is. The women in the chat are suffering in silence. Okay, come on up. You gotta come talk. So I'm gonna check out that poll real quick. Is there ever a valid reason to cheat in a relationship? Okay. I got yes if you aren't satisfied. Yes if the marriage is over. Okay. And never. And 300 votes, 80% of the poll says never. Boom. Wow. wow. Come to TLA. We got some faithful CD. Hey, hit the hit the wop wop yeah. wop on the TLA right here. <laughs> they ain't with that. They ain't with they ain't with that. <laughs> See the dishes. The dishes. You know they 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 like yo. We keep it. We keep it for them. Hey hey, listen. For, for ask them this. Here's a new poll. Is there ever a reason to withhold sex from your husband? Oh. oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Ladies right. only. Ladies only. Ladies only. All right. 
This yeah. poll is coming just straight here. You said right? ladies only? From lead attorney. Yeah, let's stand on business, ladies. Let's see if it's, it's 80%. Let's see it. <laughs> All right, let's see it. Is there ever I thought you was, I, th reason? I thought you were going to come with the cheat back. I thought you were going to come with the cheat back. You said uh, the uh, to withhold sex. I got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. So let's do that in I'm there. I'm putting that in there now. Let's put that in there. And and while we're doing that, what I actually want to do is I want to I want to go to this one here too because this is another really interesting conversation that I think we should all have because another very high profile situation that a lot of us saw in the news over the past few months was with uh Deion Sanders and Tracy Edmonds. I don't know if anybody else knew uh, what was going on with that case here, but I think this is um when it, it wasn't necessarily a case, but with that situation, I think it was it's really important to review that because with Dion, this was a, a couple that met in 2012 um, at a movie premiere for a film that Edmonds had produced. And then in 2019, they took their uh, relationship to New Heights with an engagement. So she actually got engaged to him and it was from whatever, 2012 to 2019. What's that? About seven years. And then as in December, I'm pretty sure it was like in December or November, one of those, they called it off. So they never got married. But they were together from 2012 to 2023, an 11-year run. And uh, 11 or 12? One of those. I, I kept saying tw seeing 12, but I'm kind of living here. But whatever. Mm -hmm. Never got married. And boom, the breakup took place. Now, essentially, what I call that is a situationship, right? And we see a lot of these that take place. And when I say a situationship, what I mean is really it's just a... I don't want to say a casual relationship because there was an engagement yeah. that did go down there. So it was some level of intent to get to the next level there. Mm -hmm. But eventually, no marriage really went down there. And I think this is like um, a worst nightmare for the ladies in particular, you know, yeah. because you hear a lot of ladies talking about they have a biological clock and they don't want to waste time and so on and so forth. And you got, I mean, a brother that pretty much was in a relationship for 11 to 12 years. Now, this, this, this won't ever make it to divorce court because they never got married. Right. But I want to know your thoughts on that because just your perspective, I guess, because, again, this won't make it to your desk, mm -hmm. you know, if you were in law. But do you think it's wise for women to stay away from relationships like that? Or, you know, sometimes a relationships like that, is that probably best for both parties? Yeah. Um, first, let's go ahead and say again that you never know what the hell's going on inside anybody's house, right? So we're Absolutely. all kind of speculating. And I love Dion too. So just to be clear, yeah, shout out to Prime. I, right? I mean, I, I hate that this happened, but I, I really do personally. He's like, even when I see him out there coaching his sons, like they almost had a dad, like Dion. Hundred percent. So just context, but go ahead. Yeah, and then secondly, these types of situations will favor some people and not favor others. And typically it would favor the man and, 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 you know, it'll favor the man for a lot of reasons, but primarily or typically one of those reasons is going to be because he's, he's making more money. Now this situation was interesting because, you know, you mentioned about the kids and the biological clock. I think both of them are 56 years old and they both got two kids. No, he, she's got two. He's got three. No, he's yeah. got five. He's got, two by his first wife and then three by his second wife. Okay. He's been divorced twice. 
So if this dude has been with you, what well, you know, what might have happened is they were dating for what seven years or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, hey, hey, what's going on? My family, my friends are talking, people in the media are talking. You're gonna date me for seven years. Right. He probably got her a shut up ring. Like, fine, here's a ring. Shut up, you're engaged now. Right. And she's happy. She's shut up. Yeah. Six months, okay, okay, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months. She's like, wait a minute. You know, you got me this ring, but we're engaged, so that's more formal. It's not necessarily a situation. Like you were saying, it's a formal thing. We're about to get married, but you're not setting a date. And what women will do or what humans will do in a relationship when they're not satisfied, they'll they'll cause some conflict. They will let their dissatisfaction be known. And them expressing their dissatisfaction will cause some conflict. And Dion might say, well, hey, you know, I want to get married to you, but the level of conflict in our relationship is such that this isn't a good time. We need to repair our relationship. So we need time to, to get things on the right track, which is a valid argument because right. you never want to get married to your wife or to your, to your future wife when y'all are down in the dump. No matter how long you've been engaged. Exactly. Like you want to get married at the high, right? Right. And so he's like, well, we need more time to repair this. And she could be like, well, that's why we're in the situation in the first place. Nine years have passed, 10 years have passed, 11 years have passed. How much more time do you need? Mm. And so she's on the one hand could be being conflictive about the time that it's taken and her dissatisfaction and him dragging his feet because it does not take you four years of an engagement to get to get married to someone if you really want to. And she knows that. And he knows that. And she's looking at his past. He's been divorced twice already. Mm. Not only has he been, he been divorced twice already, been put through the ringer, but now he's mm. 100% into his career with his kids, kids that are not her kids. So she sees all of his energy, all point. of his time, all of his resources being devoted into his kids. I, I, you know, I think they're long distance. They've been long distance, I think, for the entirety, basically, of their relationship. Wow. So, yeah, they haven't even been living in the same house. I didn't know that. Yeah, fact. Dion was like, he he made a comment about, yeah, you know, we don't need to talk to each other every day. You know, she's doing her thing to build her career. I'm doing my thing to build my career. And so I was like, you know, this this whole marriage thing. That it, don't sound it, like it, a real relationship. I mean, it didn't seem like it was a relationship that was going to lead to marriage. If it yeah. was going to lead to marriage, it would have left to marriage. It would have led to marriage a long time ago. So when they split up, they made this nice post about how it was mutual and all that. But then when they split, I think she got some heat. Like, you are stupid. Mm. You've been with this man 11, 12 years, expected to give him a ring. And that's when she came out later. She was like, no, to clarify, you know, I ended the relationship. Right. Because I want to be respected and I want to be valued and this and that. She wasn't saying that before. But then when the heat got put on her, like, you're, I'm sure it was from a lot of women. You know, dudes don't care. Dudes don't care that they broke up and she was with their dude for 12, 11 years. They don't care. It's the women who are like, I can't believe you tolerated that and this and that. And now it's mutual. Did he dump you? What weren't you doing? So then she needed to come back and clarify about how she wasn't valued and respected. Fine. But what, and what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I you know, in her specific situation where they already have kids, they're 56. She apparently she's got money. I don't know what her business is, but at least she's working. You would think that there would be more tolerance for her. To, to stay in a relationship like this, if she's already good financially, she's with a good guy. They've been through thick and thin. You know, she in, in there when they split, 
they did a mutual post and he was calling her a blessing like she had stood by him through all his blood clots and amputations mm. and all that so she had been there through some tough time yeah and apparently you know he loved her too but it was it was interesting to see kind of where his priority was right right you see where uh tom brady's priority was right i know i promised you this and you could divorce me i'm going back to football Right. I know I said I got you this engagement ring and we're going to spend all this time together, but I got these kids and, you know, football and this and that. Some men have their priorities placed in a in a location that's different than the woman. Right. Mm. And a lot of times women will notice that and, and sooner or later they're going to leave. But I will tell you, it does seem to me that those are typically the happier men. Men who have their priority, they have their goal in life, and then the woman is a part of that, but she is not that, you know, the woman can come or she can go, but the men will always be focused and always be happy doing their thing. That's a purpose driven man. It sounds like, yes, I mean, that's, that's yes. how you should, you should be uh, uh, like gung ho on want this thing that you are working and building towards and passionately moving towards. Yes. But yeah. why do you think that these purpose driven men aren't able to sustain, you know, these long-term marriages? Well, is that true? I don't think that's true. Well, I mean, yeah, I these, these particular, we're talking true. about well, Tom Brady and, yeah. and Deion Sanders. Oh, you're talking about these particular these guys. Particular oh, okay, guys. I get it. I get it. Well, I mean, in Tom Brady's situation, if I was just I might have divorced this dude too. Like, mm. wait a minute. I got more money than you. We got more money than we can spend. We got these kids. I want to spend time with my husband. Gotcha. You're in training camps. You're in this. You got, you, you got your expectations. Traveling so all for over you. the country during you, the season. When you're with me, you're not with me. You know, mm. you're thinking of cadences and plays and defenses and cover threes. <laughs> Facts. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that's what he's doing. Yeah, right, right, right. He's not present. He's no. So it's like, why are we even doing this? I'll go divorce you and fuck my trainer. At least he'll be in there mentally with me while he's in me, right? When, when you know, with him, you don't know where Tom's mind is. So I get it why they would, um, I get why, why she would divorce him. I get why some of these things don't don't work out a lot of times women want to be the number one then mm. you can't blame them for it a lot of times men want to be number one but they will get with women who have children from a previous person a previous man and they will find out unfortunately that is very difficult for them to take the number one spot you see a lot of men talking about never date a single mom never date a single mom and this is this is the rationale behind that because no matter how good you are to this lady no matter how much you provide are you, you know, y'all been dating for three years. Are you really going to come before this nine-year-old she had? You know, she had this nine-year-old, what, six years before you, it came out of her body. How are you going to be the number one spot? You say, well, I want to be the number one spot. Too bad. Giselle says, I want to be the number one spot. Tom, Tom says, too bad. You know, a lot of times people will put their careers above or people will put things or people above their partners. Uh, uh, Tracy says, hey, Dion, I want to be the number one spot. Dion's like, do you see I got these three studs in Colorado, this and that? And she's like, well, I'm gone. He said, hey, you were a blessing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, the, the, the flip side happens to men all the time because mm -hmm. men want to be in the number one spot when they're dating single moms, and how can they be? You know, she, she met you off Bumble. Y'all have been dating for eight months, and she got a nine-year-old. You're supposed to come in front of the nine-year-old? And she's mm. been dating you for nine months. How? Right? It doesn't matter how many bills you pay, how many engagement rings you buy, how are you going to come number one? Mm. It's, it's an issue that that um, that so many couples deal with. 
And it's not surprising that a lot of times it doesn't work out. It's just so hard for a man and a woman to meet and they last 60 years. That's just so hard. It's so hard. There's not many of them. I don't There's even think many it's, I don't think it's a reasonable expectation at this point. Wow. I think the goals of marriage should be redefined. I think that if you marry someone and your divorce, she divorces you in 13 years, that could absolutely be a successful marriage. A lot of people want to say that if a marriage ends in divorce, it's a failed marriage. I don't think that's the case at all. You know, I was married for 10 years and this lady didn't work, right? We didn't have any kids. So she was chilling and I supported her, <laughs> right? And shout out to her. Wait, so what was, um, it was, so, I got questions. So y'all married for 10 years. Was just kids just not in the, the agreement before I got married? Yeah, did, did y'all talk about it? I didn't. We talked about it. I didn't want any kids in the beginning. And then she was seven, eight years younger than me. So at the time she was cool too. Mm. But then she started getting older and then the biological clock and started making comments. And I was like, fine. You know, at the time that I was coming around to having kids is the time when our marriage started falling apart. Oh, right? wow. But, you know, it was, it was interesting to me because I could see, number one, how hard I was working and, I, you know, being an attorney and how much stress I was enduring. And I could see her lifestyle. She was just playing tennis all day, you know, and going to practice. And, you know, we were running 5Ks on the weekends. She was just chilling. And I saw the value of someone to be able to support you for 10 years. You know, if, if, if someone would support me for 10 years, that would be so much of a blessing in my life, not have to do anything and just travel, do whatever I want. If, if, if you say, okay, listen, we're going to get married. Imagine going into a marriage like this. We're going to get married and the marriage is going to be with a prenup. So I'm not going to, you know, take it up the rump when, when I get divorced with alimony and attorney's fees and all this marriage with a prenup, the marriage is going to last 13 years. All right. In year 13, you're going to divorce me. Fine. Let's say I got a crystal ball for the first two or three years of that marriage. It's going to be butterflies and it's going to be amazing. So for, for zero, for year zero to year three, amazing. From year three to year seven, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Year seven, hit the, it hits the fan. We have a terrible year, year seven. Year eight through year, let's say year eight, we get it back on track and it's pretty good. We go from year eight to year 12 and it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Year 13, hits the fan again, she divorces me. What do you have at the end? You have 13 years of your life, which is a big chunk. Out of 13 years of your life, two years were terrible. And what is that? 11 years were either good or great. At the end of those 13 years, you got out not losing your ass, you know, not losing your kids. Let's say you don't have any kids, not getting screwed on alimony or anything like that. You get out clean. Is that a bad result? Now, if you ask your pastor, well, yeah, you know, you got divorced. That's terrible, a fair marriage. But look what happened in your life. Out of a 13-year span, you had 11 years that were good or great. How can that be bad? Well, I think it's, well, you know, it's always based on expectations. So I guess if you planned on staying, you know, forever, then it's, it's technically a failure. But I want to ask you, have you seen marriages like that? Like, are people planning, like, these short because at that point should it even be a marriage like shouldn't you just have a relationship at that point like why even put documentation on that no one is planning that because they don't see it how i see it. i've been doing this for 20 years so i see marriage and divorce totally different than the civilian person right but what i'm saying is if you 
can look at it that way. So many times humans would be so much happier if we could accept reality. So we would be so much happier if we could adjust our expectations to meet reality. Mm -hmm. The expectations in 2023 should be that if you get married today, it is not going to last 50 years. It's not. Um, and, and for you to believe that and for you to say anything less than 50 years is a failure, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, for, for destruction, emotional destruction. The, and it's not just me telling you this, that the stats don't even bear it out. What do they say? Half of the marriages end in divorce. So let's take 50% off the table. Now you got another 50% that doesn't end in divorce. But then some of those are terrible marriages. Some of these, in some of these marriages, the men are beating on the women. In some of these marriages, the women are beating on the men. In some of these marriages, the men haven't had a blowjob from their from their wife in two years. So some of these some of these marriages are not satisfactory. So let's cut the pie in half of the fifty percent. So you cut it in half is twenty five twenty five. That means let's just say you got a twenty five percent chance of a successful marriage. How can everyone be in? How can a hundred percent of the people be in the twenty five percent? If you're going to be a rational person, you're going to say, I'm going to be in the majority. And the majority is either this thing is going to end in divorce or this thing is going to end up with me being unhappy. So if that's the reality, if that's the probability, why not adjust my expectations to the probability and then go from there? Man, that's a that's a really good person. That's I mean, you know, from a rational perspective, I, I can't say that everything you're saying is um, is wrong. Me, I guess me, per, I guess it really just depends on, on your DNA because me personally, I would say I'm generally an irrational person. Like I, I generally do believe that I'm going to be a multimillionaire. Like I generally do believe that I am going to have a, a, a wife for, you know, my entire career. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wired that way personally. Yeah. And it's very audacious, I would say. And the thing about me personally is I know personally that I'm willing to work for whatever it is that I want and live with the fact that I might not get it. And I think that that's really just what this really that commitment comes with, because the reality of it is when you're going into any level of a partnership, there really is inherent risk yes, that this thing just might not work and it might not be successful. And you have to be okay with that. And me personally, you know, because you made a good point prior saying like, yo, Ty, listen, this due diligence talk, yeah, it can happen, but this can happen, this. I'm doing my due diligence to hedge the risk the best way I possibly can. But you're right. The fact of the matter is I absolutely will still probably have or could possibly have a failed marriage. Um, but the thing about it is, I don't, but that's the thing, man, lead attorney, me and a, a lot of people out there are audacious and I think it's okay though, to be audacious, you know, and say that I want this lifelong thing, regardless, even if the stats so show that this should, this does not work. But I do think what I do think we should do though, is understand the game and know what we're getting ourselves into fully and completely as much as possible, which yes. is why we got you here yes. on the show, because I look at you and, and y'all got to understand who this is. This is a divorce attorney. You made a good example. A divorce attorney is like a war veteran who has seen like people on the 
Like you, he, like they were on the beach, like <laughs> in Normandy, <laughs> in right? Normandy yeah. Beach, seeing people get shot up, and yeah. the, he's seen so much yes. of the of the ugliest parts of the world. You have to understand why his reality is this way. Because I'm seeing the chat, and the chat is like, "Oh my god!" But you got to understand what I understand what you've seen and why your perspective is this way. And I'm not mad at it. In fact, now go go into this too now because talking about knowing the game fully. You got now the prenup side of it because you you talking about the uh, the the prenuptials yeah and pre- see prenuptials still have this ugly brand to it as in it's brought up as in I don't trust you I'm protecting myself from you it's like a it's like a contractual condom like <laughs> I need to protect myself right. from you because you're dirty mm-hmm. and bad but what exactly is that if you can break that down to us. Yeah, a prenup really is just a it's an agreement. It's a contract that is going to lay out how we are going to arrange some of our affairs if we get divorced. So some of the things we can put into uh, an, uh, an agreement, a contract like, for example, I'm not going to pay any alimony or I'm not going to pay your attorney's fees. Um, and then some things we can't put into a prenup like you know, I'm going to get full custody of the kids or I'm going to get you know, $2,000 in child support. But for the things that we are able to put into a prenup, and this is going to vary from state to state, of course, uh, it is the number one protection that men can have for a marriage. And when you called it, you know, a contractual economy or what did you say? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really exactly what it is. If you think yeah. about, you know, dating in Atlanta, and, you know, you can hook up with these girls, second, third date, whatever. But your number one protection is going to be a condom in that situation. And it's a situation that you want to engage in. It's a situation that you think might be pleasurable, might offer some value, but you want to be protected at the same time. Same as a marriage. You see marriage as a valuable thing. You see marriage as something that you can benefit from tremendously, but you want to be protected at the same time. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing that offers the type of protection in a marriage that that a prenup slash postnup does. And I actually want to go into some of the the details of that really quickly. But let me actually get my man. Will has been very patiently waiting to come up here. And we actually has Will. We're going to bring you up here on the stage. Will, unmute your mic for me. Will actually came up here when we had uh, Dr. Spirit um, come on the show. Um, so you could chop it up here with us. And now Will is present here on the yeah. show. Will, welcome back. Welcome back. Good to, to see Harley you, brother. Initiated, yeah. brother. What's good with you? So, um, so you could chop it up here with us. Oh, Will got that delay going, man. <laughs> welcome back. Will, you got to watch it on. You got to watch it backstage. Um, you got to watch the show backstage on the link that you're logged in on. You can't watch it on YouTube, brother. You gotta be watch, watch, the link, right? And you got to mute the show, too. Yeah. First of all, we got to give Will some coaching here, Will. <laughs> Will, we're going to get you right. In the meantime, while Will, listen, Will, listen, just check us out on StreamYard. And while I do that, I'm going to go ahead and drop the poll while we're waiting on you. Is there ever a reason to withhold sex in a relationship? Okay. I got yes, if I'm not feeling it. Yes, if there's a big issue. Yes, it's my choice and never. And over 300 votes, over 320 votes, guys, 52% of people say yes mm-hmm. if there's a big issue. 
Okay, so the woman can withhold sex, but a man can't fit, commit infidelity. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. I see where I'm at. I'm in the lion's den, right? I see where I'm at. I see where I'm at. We, we're going to talk about that in a second. Go ahead, Will. Will, unmute your mic for me, brother. Uh, can you hear us in real time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you, can there you we go, Will. Thank you for getting it together, brother. What's, what's good with you, brother? How are you? Appreciate it, guys. Great content. Um, <clears throat> I've listened to the entire show, and uh, there was a lot of topics. Um, that uh, you know, leader Terry touched on, and I think AC also touched on previously. Um, and obviously, you know, I came here the other time speaking on my own personal issues. Uh, but I am also going through a divorce, and I was curious in regards to um, the grounds of divorce in in the realm of cheating. Um, what what? I mean, in my own opinion, I feel like uh, it, if it isn't physical infidelity um then cheating uh everything else is subjective and as a divorce attorney and i'm i'm going i'm about to do uh i'm about to do a, a dyi divorce um, i'm from new york um wait will i just want to clear clarify are you about to do a a, a diy divorce right and, and for the people who don't know, DIY, do it yourself. So, so you're not going to get an attorney here for this one uh, personally. And why is it that you're not going to get an attorney? Is it that is it the cost or you just have done the study to feel like you trust yourself? Um, you know, at, at this point, I just feel like it, you know, there isn't really that much of um, the uh, lucrative substance that needs to be involving a, a, a lawyer. Um, and I, I obviously I respect you know, lawyers and, and, and their professions in regards to, you know, divorce. But, um, you know, I, I, there's me and uh, my wife who are currently separated. We have no kids. We have no no uh, assets. Um, we got, uh, you know, anything that would consider, um, you know, some, some serious, <clears throat> you know, uh, business talking in regards to sharing any of that matter. So it's really like, um, you know, the relationship is at this point out the window and um i think for my own i, I guess for us to uh me and her to benefit it's just a matter of you know um doing this cordially and getting it okay hold on one second will okay so and by the way because i, I want to jump in there and attack that because i think that's a really important topic but what exactly was your question before we go in there and uh and, and address that was that your question no no no, no. Thanks, thanks i appreciate it no it, my question really is in regards to the realm of cheating because, um, um, you know, I think, in my own opinion, anything outside of physical infidelity in a marriage, I would consider cheating, but that's subjective. So as, and when I want to understand, and obviously that's just my own opinion, and I could be wrong, but what, is there any other grounds for divorce in regards to cheating if it's, not anywhere in, you know, doing having physical infidelity with somebody else. I want to understand. I, I really, I, I don't really understand that question as clearly as I would like. So I want to, I want to bring some clearly uh, clarity to it. You're saying, you're pretty much saying that if there was not physical infidelity involved, are there any other grounds for divorce outside of physical infidelity? 
physical or like obviously um if, if i'm if, if you're like an abusive partner um consistently like for example um my situation i can only speak about uh is that uh you know i'm not proud of it and i understand i did wrong here but um in my marriage of eight years uh, which was really uh, a lot of turbulence throughout those eight years until we got separated. Um, you know, I decided to, you know, talk to other, uh, other women. I tried to, you know, I created a dating profile and, um, you know, that was my fault. And she, you know, she, she saw it and I confessed and, and obviously hearts were broken and, and it all went downhill from there. But, and, but you and, didn't have sex. Huh? Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Because I got to get to it here, Will. You okay, Will? Damn it, Will. All right. So here it goes. So pretty much, you were pretty much having these emotional engagements with women, but you were not having sex, and she caught you doing so. Correct. Right. Okay. So is that when she filed for divorce? When she caught you having these spats with the, with with women? Right. We haven't filed for divorce, uh, but we did separate, and we're just in the point now after ten years communicating in the sense of like we're gonna just do a uh, uh, do yourself divorce okay so all right so me, i hope me, i have enough information in. okay. I, I need i was about yeah, to tell yeah. you to let jump, me, in. jump in so me. we about to go ahead assumptions are needed yeah. here so let's go ahead and do it no you're fine um there are a lot of grounds for divorce depending on the state i think in georgia there's like 13 different grounds and one of the grounds can be adultery or infidelity however you want to call it and sometimes these grounds can have significance, but most of the time they do not. And in your case, uh, it really doesn't have any significance. If she's not planning on hiring an attorney, you're not planning on hiring an attorney. Uh, you guys aren't fighting over anything. There's no assets, no kids. You guys are just going to basically sign the paperwork, get a, get a settlement agreement, submit it to the judge. The judge is going to sign off on your divorce decree. That's it. You don't need to worry about uh, cheating or infidelity, adultery. All you can put on there is, let's say, the, the the ground that you choose is that the marriage is irretrievably broken, that there's no hope of reconciliation, that you guys aren't going to get back together, and then that's it. So you don't really have to worry about cheating, especially if y'all don't have any assets anyway. It's, it's not going to make a difference. So you can put the adultery or infidelity ground, or you can put another ground of irreconcilable differences, however it's stated in your in your jurisdiction, and then that's it. Uh, there are uh, tens of thousands of people who get divorced every year without an attorney. And it's typically in cases like this when they're either no kids or the kids are grown, so they're not minors anymore, so they're, they don't fall within the in the in the divorce proceedings, and there's very little to no assets doesn't make sense to pay, you know, $3,500 or $5,000 a piece for a divorce when really you just need the legal separation. So I'm sorry you went through that with your relationship and it didn't work out. But I think if you can get on the same page with your um, soon-to-be ex, reach an easy agreement. No one's hiring an attorney. You guys fill out the paperwork, submit it. I think that's an excellent result for you and allow you to move on with your life. Mm. Right. So, that, so that's so that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. Wow. Okay. 100%. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Yeah, he doesn't need to get into the, the infidelity or adultery situation at all. Listen, will you hear that? I do. I do. Um, but you know, it's funny because when I hear the word cheating, I, I automatically think of oh, you know, the partner is having sex with someone else outside of marriage. But um, 
for me, it's like, okay, if I, for my example, for me doing what I did, uh, talking to another woman um, outside of the marriage, now, yeah, sure, that, 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 that's definitely betrayal, but there's also other sub uh, categories that could be subjective. Will, let me jump in here. Why do you care how your divorce is labeled? Why, why, why do you care if it's mm. just, if you're saying that you did wrong, but not that wrong, right? But if you just choose a different ground, just say your, your marriage is irretrievably broken, just say irreconcilable differences, you don't have to put cheating. You don't have to put adultery. You don't have to put uh, any type of, of infidelity. It doesn't matter. It sounds like maybe you're trying to convince her what you did is, is bad, but it's not that bad. You guys are getting divorced. All right. You don't have to try to convince her how she should feel about you. Uh, this is a great time for yourself. You're getting a divorce. You're getting your your legal freedom. You're able to move on. You don't need to be worried about how she feels about you, especially if you don't have to see her anymore because y'all don't have these kids involved. And it's not this exchanging of the kids all the time. So if she wants to think that you did good, fine. Let her think that if she wants to think that you did bad, fine. Let her think that. You guys, you don't have anything to lose. No joint assets in common or anything like that. No marital assets. Uh, just, just get a divorce. Label it, you know, irreconcilable differences. You don't need to do the cheating or whatever. But it, it, it sounds a little bit like you were trying to convince her of something that you didn't do that bad. Just let her think what she wants to think and just, just move on with your life, brother. Right now, 100%. <clears throat> Will, thank you so much for coming up here, brother. And um, look, I'm looking forward to uh, see how this progresses. So make sure you stay tapped in with us and let us know how this how this uh, how this goes with you doing a DIY divorce. Okay, brother. Absolutely, appreciate it, guys. No doubt, appreciate brother. Appreciate you, so to you. I want to ask you that too because that's a really good point. What, what's your thoughts on you know just taking it on yourself and you know going through this process without an attorney? Well, he gave he gave his thoughts on that specific situation, okay. um, which was. You know, it sounds like he was in a decent position to go ahead and do it, do it himself. Yeah, I love okay, it. Sometimes, sometimes you shouldn't hire attorneys. Sometimes it's just not worth it. If if you have a marriage and it's a relatively short marriage, so alimony isn't on the table, you're not making a lot of money, she's not making a lot of money, you guys don't have any minor kids, y'all don't have any joint assets, any joint debts, no marital assets, marital debt, why pay 5000 a piece for an attorney? download the paperwork yourself or go to the clerk's office get it printed out fill, fill it out in a pen get her to sign it submit yeah. it no problem if you do it wrong it's okay uh the judge might tell you how to fix it or might reject it and you have to file it again that's fine that's still better than um than coming too much out of pocket yeah but you just need to be careful you need to make sure that you don't have anything i do these consultations uh that people book on my website and this lady made a consultation with me where she had uh, she had bought the papers from the court clerk and allowed what we call this uh, we call these people notarios these notary publics to help pull out the paperwork for her. Uh, the notario filled out the paperwork incorrectly and gave the husband the house completely and there was like two hundred thousand dollars in of equity in the house to split so she would have got a hundred thousand he would have got a hundred thousand but he felt the notario who was helping her filled out the paperwork incorrectly she signed everything she got her husband to sign they submitted everything the divorce was final and you know he hadn't sold the house to give her uh the money and when she sent me the paperwork i looked at it i was like no that's his house she had no idea so if you've got assets it's important to not do it the cheap way don't do this legal zoom don't hire a notario don't hire your neighbor 
if you've got you know a hundred thousand dollars worth of worth of equity in something or an asset go and spend the five thousand you know just to make sure that that all the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed I think that's great counsel. The more you got to lose, the more you should be trying to get you an attorney. Yeah. If you've got assets, particularly a house or property, if you've even got kids, a lot of times you want to make sure that your child support is uh, done correctly. If you don't have any kids, but you make a lot of money and y'all been married 10, 15 years, you know, alimony might be on the table. You don't want any surprises. Men will do this the majority of the time. It's, It's rare that a woman will do it and give a house away. Um, wow. men are the ones who will try to do the divorce for cheap on, on their own. Now, now the brother who called in, I, I recommend him to do it based on what he said. That's fantastic. If I was in a situation, I would do it myself. I, I did my own divorce with no attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. Uh, I wanted to ask you that too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, no, me and my ex, we agreed. You know, listen, you don't need an attorney. I don't need an attorney. Like, it's all good. Just sign the papers. Wait, what, what was what was the situation? Did you tell her about the divorce or did you just go ahead and file it and then she ended up getting served no 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 no. um <laughs> i am a fan of trying to get your divorce resolved without an attorney if possible when we attorneys come in we start staking out grounds and positions and stuff can start running up the bill can start running up the conflict can start running up so i highly recommend couples to try to reach a resolution and use just one attorney if possible if they want to use both if one if the wife wants an attorney and the husband wants an independent attorney that's fine too there is a little bit of an elevated risk there that stuff starts going off the rails with these attorneys but you you know both sides are going to be represented so there's some there's some benefits there but what i love and what i used to see uh fairly frequently is a husband and wife they'll come into my office together and they'll sit down and say listen we've talked it out this is what we've drawn up. We want you to draw it up and uh, we'll sign it and and let that be that. And you can do that. Attorneys all the time handle marriages where they're the only attorney involved. Now, we're not allowed to represent both people. We can only represent one person. So it's usually it'll be the person that makes the appointment and pays right. the fee. Um, but I, I'm highly in favor of trying to resolve every divorce case and and not letting it go to trial. There will absolutely be cases that need to go to trial, but for the cases that don't, it's much better to get those resolved. So if you can sit down with your wife and be nice and talk to her and not trying to tell her about herself and get her on board with what you're trying to do, you will come out so much better. A woman can give you things in a divorce that a judge would never, ever, ever give you, Mm. but she will never give you that. If you come at her wrong, if you come at her with ego, if you come at her with pride, if you come at her, oh, you did this, you did that, mm-mm. you got to come the opposite way. You got to talk to these women in a way that they are uh, receptive to. And it takes strength to do it because a lot of times you're going to feel like you're lying. And you're already at an emotional place. 100%, you got to be strong to do this play. Like I highly recommend it. But And men who do it, they come up, but you you got to be strong. And I can't even imagine that. I can't imagine them not working well together for so many years. And then all of a sudden working through this very difficult emotional process of of, of closing this thing out. That is that does seem like a a very tough ask. But it's an urgent matter because once it gets into the court's hands, it's just like chips fall where they may. Exactly. Is there like a (laughs) is that like a script? Like what does like what does it look like for 
you to initiate divorce? Like, is there a better way to do it? Like, is, is it taboo? Should you, you know, have the conversation, you know, with your wife? And I'm talking about, I'm talking to the men right now. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have a conversation with your wife? And this is when you've already not, you thinking about it, you've already made your mind up. Mm-hmm. Do you have a conversation first? Do you, you know, go serve papers? Like, what's the best practices to actually go about initiating the process? Yeah, it depends. Um, it's going to depend on the woman and your relationship. There are a lot of relationships where they can sit down and on the couch and talk about it, or there are relationships where the husband could take her to a nice dinner. There are relationships where she needs to go to work and the husband plans, like right when she leaves to work, the the the, the moving trucks pull up and packs all his stuff up and he leaves and she doesn't know where he's gone and he hires an attorney and the attorney sends her the divorce through the police. Right. Wow. I mean, it's it's a range oh. there. There are some divorces where these parties should not be talking at all. There are women who divorce men and the women move out and move into shelters and their their address is is kept confidential throughout the entirety of the of the divorce proceedings because there's some type of domestic Abuse. situation going wow. on. Yeah. So it really runs the gamut. There's no scripts. There's probably like 500 scripts. It's just going to depend on the relationship that you have with your spouse. Is she uh, intelligent? Is she stable? Is she going through anything emotionally? Is she on drugs? Is she an alcoholic? Is she violent? You know, is she a professional and she's cool? You know, it's, it's going to, however she is, is going to determine what you do. Mm. It's not going to be the other way around. You're not going to come in and say, this is how I'm going to do it to all, you know, for all women. It's this is the woman and this is how she is. This is what she's got going on. So based on her and her possible reaction, this is my best plan of action. Mm. Now I get it. I 100% get it. I, I, and I didn't consider, you know, all those different ways because rarely does it end one way and not just one way. Rarely does it end peaceful. Um, I wouldn't say it's rare. A lot of the majority of, of divorces end with a settlement agreement. Now, sometimes to reach that settlement agreement is not very peaceful, but a lot of people are like, listen, man, you know, this shit ain't working out. I know it ain't working out. We ain't got no kids. We 28 years old. What are we doing? You're right. You know, and settlement agreement just simply means not. You guys, yeah. You guys reach an agreement on the, on all aspects of your marriage. Like okay. no alimony and nobody's got a house to split up. Got There's it. no Airbnb or no rental property, no timeshare. This is what's going to happen. We sign it. Then the judge, you know, signs the final decree and there's your divorce. And then that's it. There's, there's tons of cases, tons of very few cases, these cases that we see where someone's getting, you know, just torn up. Now it happens, <laughs> it happens. but the majority of the cases is more, it's more regular. You know, it's just more either we got a quick resolution or it ended up working out and it's fine. Um, there are a lot of cases where dudes just get their ass handed to them, but it's, it's not the majority. Yeah. Man, this is some. It let me is. Tell I'm, I'm just dropping a quick poll because I just want to see how many divorcees we have in the chat. So, mm-hmm. have you ever been divorced? You ready to drop that right now in the chat? No, yeah, absolutely. Take that on. And I'm gonna let. Listen, I'm gonna let because obviously we got literally a, a real life. You know, over 20 years of experience in the field here with us. So, if you guys have any questions, I'm still. I just re put. Uh, I'm gonna let a, uh, one or two people. 
Yeah. If you guys want, come up here and ask any questions before we get up out of here because we about to wrap this thing up here tonight. So I'm going ahead and I'll put that in here. So And any, we got a couple Super Chats too. Any questions, any questions that you might have, please go ahead and join the call. And I'm going to let you guys yeah. go ahead and ask any questions. But go ahead, let's get to these Shout Super Chats. Shout out to Mikey Mike from the TLA Nation showing love. Shout out to what was said. Says, question for you, Lee. Mm -hmm. He says, he or she, why do so many marriages turn so sour? Is this something that young people should expect as we approach marriage? Should marriages have built-in expiration dates? Yeah. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, you can you hear that a lot. You don't need a built-in expiration date because you can expire your marriage whenever you want. Whenever you're you ready. just file a divorce. You know, uh uh an an expiration date is kind of taking it off of the onus of the men. Sometimes men like the easy way out. Uh humans like the easy way out. And so a man would like it if you know, the marriage is going to expire five years from now. And then we got an option to renew for every five years because then the man doesn't have to have a tough conversation. Mm. The man just like, oh, well, baby, I'm sorry. You know, it just expired. But if the man wanted to divorce this lady at five years, just divorce her ass. Right? You, you don't need an expiration date. And uh, why do so many marriages turn sour? That's a great question. There are a thousand reasons. Should you go into a marriage expecting it to turn sour? No. Mm. But you should be aware that it will probably happen. You know, Jeff Bezos, the, the founder of um, Amazon. Amazon, he was on Lex, Free Lex Friedman's podcast the other week. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. I didn't was, see that. that amazing. That's incredible interview for Lex Friedman. So much mm. game. And... Um, well, Lex he's had like Elon Musk. Oh, and yeah. On. Like, yeah. He, he just has the biggest dudes. Biggest guest. But you don't really see Jeff Bezos in interviews like that. Not so that at was all. huge. Yeah. And he said something that was so awesome. He said when he started Amazon, you know, he knew the statistics for a successful business. You know, these small businesses, they, they die all the time. Right. And he was telling his investors, people were giving them all this money. He was like, listen, there's about a 30% chance that you are going to get your money back. Right. Not that you're going to get paid anything extra, but there's a 70 percent chance you're going to lose everything and just a 30 percent chance that you're just going to get back what you paid me. Mm -hmm. No interest. So you're kind of losing money. Right. Because I'm hoping right. that you could have made interest somewhere else on this money. So you have to be reasonable and acknowledge the fact that what you're going to do is probably going to fail. But on the other hand, you have to be all in. And you have to go balls to the wall and you really have to believe that your thing is going to succeed. Right. And what he said was you have to hold this contradiction in both hands at the same time. Mm. So you, when you were talking about, Hey, you know, I expect this and I expect that and I'm audacious. You were talking about the, the success, but you weren't talking about the acknowledgement of the faith. Like this shit's probably going to fuck up. Mm -hmm. It's probably, probably not going to make it baby. But while you acknowledge that, you also have to really try hard and be all in and, and let's let's do this thing to the maximum. But you got to walk this journey knowing these two things at the same time. Yeah. Sounds like delusion. Like you really got to be delusional. Or audacious. Like, no, to think it's, that it's actually going to work yeah. against all odds. But it's not delusion because you got the other hand. Mm. The other hand is saying we're probably not going to make it. You're probably going to, guys. There's a seventy percent chance you're going to lose all your money, all the money that you gave me. You're probably going to lose it. Mm. That's not delusional, right? So you got to hold both at the same time. They 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 weigh against each other. So I don't want to tell a young brother, hey man, 
when you go into this marriage expected to be doomed, you should expect it to be doomed on the one hand, but you also have to mention that if this is the person that you love and you wanted to be the mother of your kids and you know your wife for 40 years, like go, like do it, you know, protect yourself, but do it. But while you're doing it, while you're being audacious, realize probably not gonna work out. But do both at the same time. And look how it worked for Amazon, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it worked out well. <laughs> it worked out well. No, really. No, so, I mean that honestly, that makes that makes that's I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Wow. It makes perfect sense. I got another one. Shout out to uh Dre. Shout out to Andre Hatchet. He oh, said, shout out to Andre Hatchet. <laughs> you know Dre too? Yeah, <laughs> Dre is in his face, man. Yeah. He says, Lee, why don't men who know they want an extra chick? What hold on. Just get oh hold on. I, I, I got myself confused. Why don't men who know they want an extra chick just get with a wife slash main chick who is on board with that philosophy? Do you understand the question? Yeah. Okay. That's like asking, you know, why do men who want to get married to a supermodel not just marry a supermodel? They hard to find, <laughs> you know, they hard to get. To marry a woman who's gonna be cool with you having a side chick, that type of woman is hard to find. And I mean, it's so hard to find a woman who will even say that she's agreeing to that. So many women, if you got money, you got real money. There was this gentleman that consulted with me the other day and he's he's got money. Uh, I wanna keep confidential, he got a lot of money. And he told, he said, listen, chick, this is the situation. And the chick was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. And he thought he was set. And I was telling him, you know, when he told me his whole situation, I was like, she's she going to flip on you. She, she's, she's not set on that. Um, women will say one thing to get you in. And then once they get the ring, they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't really like this anymore. I changed my mind. It's a, it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. This woman was already saying stuff during their dating that let me know as a 20-year attorney, she is not on board with what you're doing. But, you know, you are making so much more money than she is. You got millions and she doesn't. And she's trying to tap in with that. And she wants this ring and y'all are going to do y'all's thing. I promise you two years in, you think she's cool with this? She's not going to be cool with it. I can tell by some of the stuff that she's saying now. So these types of women that my man Andre, Andre can get these women, but most of us can't. All right. And, you know, Andre's in a privileged position. A lot of times when you're privileged, you think other people have that same privilege. And, you know, Andre can get women that most that most men can't get. And it's very difficult for the average man to get a wife who is cool with the husband having another woman. Uh, This was this was recent. Uh, Jasmine Brown, you know, Cam Newton's, I believe, third baby mom. She did. She was doing stand up. And she said, uh, she says, it couldn't be me, right? Just that's what she noticed. She was joking. Then she says, until a rich nigga put the pressure on you. <laughs> so pretty much what she was saying was, hey, I had all these rules for the average man. I'm dealing with the average man. But things change because I'm dealing with this caliber, you know, $100 million man, so to speak. And she was joking about it. But mm-hmm. it's obviously it's levels of seriousness that comes along with that to where she pretty much adjusted her philosophy based on the dude that she was dealing with. But it's like you said, it's not that many women who would even be willing to do something like that. And then it's not that many men that are walking around $100 million men putting the pressure, so to speak. Exactly. Like, And we can just reverse the roles and we'll see it so clearly. If I got married, I wouldn't want my woman sleeping with another man. 
But if I marry Oprah and Oprah's like, hey, man, I'm going to marry you. But honestly, I got these two other dudes out before you. And I still, I'm like, hey, Oprah, get it. You know, get it, baby. Get it, baby. Not at all. Listen, do do your thing. Like, we don't even have to have to say, I just want the private jet. You take me some money. No freedom now. You know, it's the same type of thing. A lot of times men are marrying these women. What are the women in it for? Are they in it for love? If you tell them off the rip, you're going to be having sex with other women? Of course not. Mm. Right, so like, what's everybody know the play? We acting like this whole marriage is a love thing. Not a lot. If I marry Oprah, it ain't for I don't love that woman. Yeah. So what 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 would, what would you say is the main motivation for marriage? First, when it comes to women, and then when it comes to men, what's the it's, main motivation for marriage that it's you see? 10, Twenty of them. I mean, for men, for men, honestly, it could, it can be it can be love, but for women, it's more complicated. Women is a more comprehensive. It's like pieces to a puzzle. Man mm-hmm. can just be like, I love her. I don't care. You know, she's a six. I don't care if she's overweight. I don't care if she got this bad job. It's something about her. She is her. Y'all might think she's ugly, but to me, she's the best, and I'm going to marry her. The woman, a lot of times, it's not it's, it's not that straightforward. It's, it's a lot more that goes into it in terms of his status, his looks, his finances, his height, his intelligence, his humor, all this other stuff. Um, but then you have their situations too. Is there a financial discrepancy between the two? You know, are they in the military? Are they foreign nationals or is, is there immigration that needs to be done? You know, there, there's so many reasons. Is there a type of, of physical dependency? I was in the mall yesterday and I saw this, um, this woman walking with her, I guess it was, they had wedding rings on and, and the dude was blind. He was holding a cane. And I was like, that's, wow. you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of times, I, and I did a video on reasons why um, men get married, reasons why people get married. It's really one of the best videos that I've ever done. It got a lot of praise. It didn't get a lot of views, but a lot of praise because I explained from a 20-year divorce attorney's perspective why people get married. And it's so much more than just love. And you see this when people start breaking up and they start telling you why they got married in the first place. You're like, Mm -hmm. almost none of this shit was about love. It's always about all this other stuff. But for me, and I will tell you, it's it's, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love. If I got married again and it wasn't Oprah, it it would be for love. Wow. So I'm gonna go ahead and close out this poll, and then I can we just bring? Can we close out with Bernita? Can we do that? She just left, Bernita. Oh, who's gonna bring? Goodness. Who's gonna bring you up, Bernita? So the poll, because we got, because look, we've been keep, we've been keeping the, the lead yeah, here we for did. a minute. So we'll go ahead. Have you ever been divorced? Okay, over 250 votes, and it looks like 64 percent of people say no. So, but still, 36 percent of people said they have been divorced. So it's a lot of divorcees in here getting some education. 36 percent. 36 percent. Yeah, probably learning some things that they may have should have considered mm-hmm. before it came down to it because i could just imagine man how heartbreaking divorce is regardless of the reasons that you actually decide to invest in it so true and I'm, and bernita's back in here now so i'm gonna go ahead and bring bernita here to the stage so we could close out with you bernita you better make a count because we're closing this thing out with you tonight what's up oh, you got the over there integrity I, i'm loving that yes uh, my channel is bernita rochelle but i was not expecting to get on here Oh, my goodness. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Bernie, if you can, go ahead. Can you give me your age, location, and your question? Okay. I just turned 50. I'm originally from East St. Louis, but I live in Minnesota. And um, I just got to say, I love the lawyer, his perspective. And he brought a whole different light because I'm a divorcee. 
So it is different reasons why you get divorced, but his points were so great. But I was reading in some of the chat where, you know, a lot of, if you have not experienced divorce, you really can't say what you will do. It's like a death. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's like a death because a part of you leaves. Um, my question, I, I really didn't have a question, but I just want to say that I really <laughs> enjoyed his, his points because I'm divorced. You know, now when I did my divorce, we started off with a lawyer, but then after that, I did a DIY and they was like, well, have you took any lawyer classes? Well, no, <laughs> I hadn't. <laughs> it's real simple. Really, if you wanted to do a DIY. So I've experienced with a lawyer and I experienced the ending, like when he would take me back to court. And another thing I want to say, it's not always the women that filed divorce. He filed divorce on me and I got divorce papers on maternity leave. Mm. So it's not always the women. They, you know, I've heard they mm. people say that women file for divorce no he did that on me so yeah but i just wanted to say this was really great i was not expecting to get on <laughs> no, no. <laughs> thank you so much brother you got some yeah. great you got some great energy tonight Definitely. i, I, I appreciate that and you stay tapped in here with us okay i sure will but, thank uh, you be blessed tonight now Bye -bye. shout out to kn for sending in a super chat she says do you find that many men want 50 50 custody or typically, are they okay with weekends and summer holidays? I think most men would take 50-50 custody if it was offered to them. Uh, it is typically not offered to them, and the only way they're going to possibly get it is a fight. Mm. But if they fight, they absolutely could lose and you know spend tens of thousands of dollars, if not over $100,000 on a custody fight, lose that money, uh, the money didn't go to their kids. It, it came to me. And then they have to turn around the next month and pay child support. So a lot of times fathers be like, you know what, man, if y'all can get me, you know, Friday to Monday morning, every other weekend and give me some summers and split the holidays, I'm fine because I, I can't go in the hole like that. I just can't do it. I can't afford to do it. Wow. So I think the majority of men would take 50, 50 if, if offered, but it's, it's rarely offered. Wow. That makes sense. That makes That's a lot insane. of sense. Yeah. And we don't go into it because this is such a complex issue because we, you know, you could, you could really do a whole show on, you know, child support, custody, yeah. and that part of the game itself, you know, because it's dense. It's so dense. 100%. And um, a lot of people struggling with this stuff here, man. But one, one thing I can say is, lead attorney, I really appreciate you, man, coming up on here. <laughs> No and kicking game for three hours. Yeah, we right, long right. stroke with the <laughs> We long stroke in the night right. with the family. And big shout out to the initiates that's on here tonight as well, because y'all know the Sunday night lives are still very new. You know, Sunday nights at 5 p.m. We're gonna be here with you guys. We're gonna bring it, we're gonna bring in a week like this every single Sunday at five, Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. You can expect to see us here. And big shout out to the people that's in here on real life. Yeah, we have a conversation. The chat is going in. You're joining the chat, talking to us in real life. Dropping I love membership. It. Shout out to T. Bu for the Anthony Logan for showing love and shop, dropping the memberships. Too. Big I shout like out bottle, to my bottle. people over here dropping the memberships in here. Drop those memberships. 
Get your membership so you can join the family, join the initiates. We've we got some another big... super chat just sneaking here. Shout out to Anissa Johnson. What are the other reasons other than love for marriage? I think you talked about a, a, a bunch of those. But um, go over a few of those one more time. Yeah, and if you want like a 30-minute explanation, you can just um, go to my channel. It's like a, we're getting married or reasons to get married, something like I'm that. I'm going to drop that in the description then. Yeah, let's, okay. let's just do it like that because it's, 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 it's nuanced, but I don't want to do like a whole 30-minute thing. Yeah, I like here. that. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Let's do that. We'll do that. Yeah. We'll make sure we do that. And guys, uh, again, what I want to do, I want to leave you, um, uh, the family, with some good news we got the dating card deck that just released this week. It's for the ladies. It's for the men. This is an amazing first date, second date, third date. If you're married, you better keep dating. Because before <laughs> y'all end up having to get some counsel from a brother like this right here. Right. <laughs> so we went ahead and dropped that in the description. Matter of fact, let's put it in the chat again. We are pre-ordering all week for the seven days. We only got 500 decks coming in for the family. And what we're going to do is for this week, for all my people taking advantage of the pre-order, you put love 20 in and you're going to get 20% off. And that's going to be initially just here for the week, for the initiates, for the family, love 20, for the people that's going to be our early adopters and jump on the first 500 decks here that we are bringing in. And my phone is going off. So we, we definitely, the cars is really going crazy right now. They are, listen, way to go ahead and take advantage of that family. Once the first 500 go, um, we, I mean, I don't know the next time we'll get the other ones in, but just know right now we only order five in for the family and it's going to take about two to three weeks. Be patient with us. That's why it is a pre-order, but go ahead and get your order in ASAP. That link is in the description. And if you're watching with us here live, it is in the chat. But listen, thank you so much for everybody that just came in here and tuned in with the family. You better not leave this joint without subscribing. You know, we're going to let you live and have a good time and chat a bit in the chat. While we go ahead and tune this thing down, Ryan, you got anything for the people before we let and them go? Last thing, just shout out because we finally getting love. So the first ever sponsor, right? First ever episode sponsor. Shout out to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Make sure y'all cop that. Linked in the comments, the bio, the description, the chat, everything. Yeah, we got another. We got a special code in the chat for you guys on that as well. You know, if you like, don't go, don't start this yet eating like crap. All right, we're bringing resources for the family. But other than that, man, we're going to see you guys tomorrow at 8 p.m. And you already know Hardly Initiated. We are out.